It's Server Time, episode 37. We have a very special guest with us today. We have Scrawny. You may know him for his mustache, and you may know him because he's on every goddamn blast broadcast at the end of the day, closing things out strong. So welcome, Scrawny. Glad to have you back. Repeat guest, by the way. Yeah, damn right, man. February 2021 was the last time I went back, checked it today. Uh, 37 episodes, guys. You should be proud of that. I think it's a milestone that nobody really celebrates the big three seven, but that's how we call it in my household. The big three seven. Yeah, you know, you're you're probably like a little over a third way dead. So has, has there been other repeat guests or have you guys um, like run through the circuit? I think the most so famous repeat back. guest has been Yakindar because we just got him for back to back episodes one time. OK, but other than that, I don't think we really do, that, by the way. Mm. Is Mick's microphone a little weird for you guys? Oh, fuck. Yeah, a little bit. I think okay, it was just because multiple people were talking at the same time, and that destroys Discord. Discord still hasn't okay. figured out how to produce audio from multiple sources at the same time. I'm sorry, guys. It's too hard. Okay, that, TeamSpeak yeah, solved it years ago, but it's too hard. Well, okay. I just wanted to say that we were on that bandwagon before everyone else, which we should be proud of. The Kinder everyone. bandwagon, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. It was like a fan favorite. You know, I actually have something that weighs on me pretty often and it's because of you kinder and it's actually that you know i still owe each and every one of you guys a virtus pro jersey from the last time <laughs> oh, yeah. i was on this show where is my fucking jersey Dude, yeah i was curious if you guys still want them just let me know um well i don't think we can or, legally maybe, we're not legally allowed <laughs> to order virtus pro jerseys so you're gonna have to i'll take us. a liquid jersey yeah you well, you're gonna have to send us a liquid okay. Okay. Kindar. Jersey yeah liquid kindar I, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's been on my I had to get that off my chest early because I'm a fraud and I never that's followed through. Way, you know, <laughs> I, compl- I completely forgot about that. So thanks for reminding us all of the free jersey that we're owed. Excellent. My God, we need that. We actually need you. Kinder- if we got you Kinder liquid jerseys, that'd be great because we could all wear the jerseys and then we'd like hit our chest together. and We say Yakinda forever. Like, <laughs> oh like, my like- God. <laughs> Jesus. All right. That one I'm gonna use on a mate on if, like whatever I think the last game Liquid's gonna play at the major. I'm actually gonna use that same joke. Yakinda forever. All right, you guys heard it here first. Yeah. yeah, don't spoil. No spoilers, guys. Okay. Um. Okay, let's talk about the major, the one that has been referenced, the one that's in Rio, the one that people say. By people, I mean ESL say it could, is gonna be the biggest major <laughs> of all time, <laughs> but. Uh, but I think there's actually a, a real chance for that. Like, okay, let's actually, I, I kind of want to do, I do want to bring that up. Do you guys think that this is in some way going to be the biggest major of all time? Like, what, what does that even mean to you guys? Well, biggest major, obviously you'd think biggest view counts. And Brazilian yeah. teams, when they are playing, usually pull ridiculous view counts. A lot of that is due to Galas. And the fact that he's going to be prominently featured here means that even though I personally don't even think a single Brazilian team is going to make playoffs at this event, it still probably will bump up viewership just based on the fact that you have both English-speaking broadcasts and the very popular, like, it's in Rio, Brazilian, Portuguese-speaking broadcast. So I feel like that alone is probably going to bump up the numbers. Uh, some people were disputing that. I brought that up on the off-angle episode with Cass- Saad saying like it's most likely this will be the highest number view count and that's irrespective of who's playing especially if a Brazilian team does manage to fluke their way to playoffs uh, that's going to be huge and then on top of that you get the idea that like the next major in the line you know we, people have been talking about the TI in Dota and how it's like oh the prize pool is down I kind of feel like something similar's going to happen with the view counts in this this time around it's like this one will be the peak and then we'll go down for the next one and then hopefully we can build back up for after that being said the Paris major for Blast might still pull numbers I just feel like it's going to be less than this 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 should pop at least for viewer numbers 
I actually think the viewership numbers will be lower for this major because you have really? these you have these watch parties with Gallus like doing it live in front of the stadium. You're gonna have a lot of the Brazilian CS fans going to those. You're gonna have them already in the audience at the actual event. That will by na- by nature drop viewership just because you're not gonna have those fans online watching it. So like it's statistically it to me that's like what like probably a hundred thousand people who aren't gonna be in. In the viewer list, minimum because Gallus there's a like, hundred thousand people that are between be between like show. the main between the main event and the Gallus like outdoor thing, and they're also doing the fan fest. Like, isn't that oh, yeah. like a giant outdoor uh, crowd essentially? And you're, well, you're, like, t- you're also I talking that, about like over the whole event. Right? It's over the yeah, whole maybe event. not. A, yeah, yeah, hundred thousand people. Yeah, would maybe be not hundred k. Fucking insane, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, maybe Fair like hosts. over a couple. That sounds like that sounds like what PGL did with their viewership. You know, where it's like I feel like they like put the days. You know, you combine the days, maybe a hundred thousand. But uh, <laughs> I look at ESL. I look at this one, dude. I think the one claim that they can make it it being the biggest major is just the fact that they put a crowd in front of the first yes. stage. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that yeah, is what makes this the biggest major because it's the long you know and, then, and in a cool way i think that legitimizes what has always been this question where it's like is the challenger stage really a part of the major you know when it first was introduced we we kind of like we wanted to keep it at bay but i mean if you put a crowd on top of that segment then to me this is major from day one to the end i mean i definitely think it's possible that's going to be especially from like a crowd perspective um not just in terms of like the amount of people that are there, which I think is going to be pretty consistently pretty high for each stage, just because that's how Brazil is. But also just for each stage, like the crowd, I think is going to be pretty interactive and like kind of there for the matches. Whereas like I'm just been other majors and other events where there might even be like a decent amount of people there, but you know the crowd isn't like super active and it's super loud. Whereas I think you're going to get like a really active like a lot of people for each stage, which is always just making the games a lot more fun to watch. I I actually think that one thing that should help this <clears throat> is that the highest viewership numbers for CS:GO have been at the uh, I think it was the Stockholm Major for PGL, and it was pretty high at Antwerp. I think the Antwerp one, if I'm not mistaken, I think it had higher viewership numbers than E League Boston, which was previously the record holder for CS:GO. So one thing that's that should be nice for ESL is that. I think the production value is going to be higher than PGLs, and I think that actually leads to higher viewership retention, which in turn generally, like, just kind of, you slowly build off the viewers you already have instead of people tuning out after 45 minutes because in the challenger stage, like, we, we all know all the issues that there were in the previous majors, and you would hope that PGL would hit the ground running a little bit faster than what PGL did. Like, it, we don't know. This is, like, a, such a huge undertaking. I don't want to jinx ESL or anything because you'd hope... But you hope that they were able to bring that sort of standard to the beginning of the event because when they put on, you know, most of their flagship events, it doesn't really... I mean, maybe the first day there's some, there are some issues sometimes, but they usually fix those almost immediately to make sure the broadcast is of the standard that they've that they've created for themselves. So It's also yeah. not comparable to the RMR or TPL because it's not a remote production uh, yeah that's the big one right there right if, if it, i feel like the, the biggest the biggest criticisms for esl was like audio desync um having everything on site what would what would be the last esl event that was like this would have been cologne and then dallas and i don't yeah. i don't remember any any big hiccups with those two so you'd hope right i think like the biggest it's, it's a huge undertaking man as well and if they want to make uh b streams you know because there's so many games ongoing all at the same time i don't want to say anything we can't but like it, there's just going to be there's going to be a lot of things that could go wrong, 
but also it's ESL. They they do so many events that you'd hope you'd hope they hit the ground running. Unlike PGL, mm-hmm. who have to like come in cold every time. Yeah, there has to be a B stream though, because there's two games happening simultaneously. So I don't think that that's saying Here. anything that shouldn't be public. Okay, good. Um, okay, I will good say that the only thing <laughs> I'll say that the only thing that I like this is probably like in the minority in terms of the, the overall fan base, but as someone who watches CS a lot. I just hope that there's something like slightly tweaked about the visual format of the broadcast because with EPL and the RMR back to back kind of seeing like the same kind of visual like ESL elements might be a little boring if we're doing that for another two two weeks. I hope like something in that sense is a little tweaked like even if it's just the colors or if it's the like slight tweaks to the to the way they have the oh, graphics or the the rolling. So I think I think they're going to put more effort into like stingers and things like that. Because remember when they did the teaser that this event was going to come out, they had that kind of pointless but but like interesting long graphic of Rio, and it was like this illustration that they released, and it was like it was the whole YouTube video was called CS underscore Rio. And I hope that they are putting out more sort of stuff like that that just kind of gives it more atmosphere because it that that that's true. I brought that up on like Snake and Banter a while back where it's like this stretch of time. It was basically all ESL for the last two months yep. of everybody's viewing experience for CS. So if you're if, if they don't bring anything new and it does look the same, the major will carry it. The fact that it is a prestige this event, but it's also like for everybody that just got through watching Pro League in the RMR, they're going to be like, I'm just tuning into the same thing. But hopefully it's just, I mean, I, I think that they're going to put in a couple couple little like stinger things. Uh, they're probably going to bring in some different content stuff that is going to supplement the broadcast a little bit more. So your viewing experience isn't just surf and chill. I know everybody's a huge fan, but you, I think they're going to fill those moments. Me to there's, no there's also surf and flex. Remember, yeah. there's oh, a difference. My. Surf and flex. What do you uh, wait? What, what, is, the what is the difference? Is. Okay, you don't. There is. I don't know, man. No, you. Some, sometimes okay. at the end it's surf and chill. Sometimes at the end it's so, surf and flex. Okay, the difference. The difference between surf and chill and surf and flex. Having had to watch like so much of this, <laughs> is just that surf and chill is usually like a more like melodic, slower electronic music track, and then surf and flex, and it yeah. is, is a harder level. It's a level oh. that usually involves spins, like 360 spins in the air, and the BPM increases by like 25. It, it, like, it's literally like boom, 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 and it, as opposed to like it's like, it's almost elevator music to like, it's not like techno, but it's not it's, club it's, music, you know, it's, but it's, it's closer. It's a little bit yeah. more clubby. Yeah, you're doing the Lord's work answering these important. I need questions. Uh, I need you. surf and flex with live Brazilian crowd reactions. <laughs> yeah, you know what? God, if if people actually that. got height to that, I think society would be in a great place. Actually, <laughs> if everybody could just like bond over surf and flex, Jeez. like there would be no wars anymore. Yeah. Well, you listen, you might be right about that. You know, we could just get hypnotized into some sort of zombified state where we have no control over our motor functions anymore because we're just sitting here watching a CSGO tournament where it's probably the most prestigious tournament to date. And yet we go between this semifinal matchup to decide which team makes the grand final to face off FaZe Clan and surf and shell after map one. Fuck!
Like, why does that happen at these big events? Honestly, it's so infuriating to go from like, look at the hype storyline. Look at finally Gambit. Like, I remember this because it was Gambit at IM Katowice. They were about to win their online tournament, right? And in between oh, yeah. the grand yeah, final, we're getting Surf and Chill or something. Like, I mean, yeah. Jesus, dude, that's such a, like a break of momentum. You know what I mean? So let's be clear. Will, like, we need something changed about these yeah. broadcasts. Like, 100%. I will say to, to ESL's credit, they have like added some, other like yeah. extraneous yeah, yeah, content yeah. pieces sure. in the last events like they they have kind of moved away from focusing so much on those like there are the occasional surf and flex segments but usually they're like between a desk and the match starting not like at halftime or like yeah, I think when when a match is really ramping up like they've they've done a good job in terms of the yeah like uh yeah. the question the question peel off things that they were doing like with uh sato and simple that was good like there's a couple yeah. of those kind of segments that they've done a, a decent job in and they're it is kind of copying from stuff that is done in like more traditional media so sure, like yeah. maybe like something like a little more yeah yeah like maybe something a little more cs based would be fun uh like specifically but obviously a like, content like that yeah. has to like be created by someone like someone has to come up with that and and uh kind of leave that so it's fun i have seeing, a like, more strong feeling i have a strong feeling there will be more <laughs> okay i have a i have a great i have a huge clue <laughs> okay we do need something be- like something that's not even comedic too especially once you get into these hype games like on a on some level i understand yeah. you want to like maybe maybe reset the air have a palate cleanser like oh what a crazy best of one upset that was let's go to like some comedy or surf and chill or whatever but i almost feel like maybe even for the major it should always be something serious and you should just elevate to a new level of serious mm-hmm. hype at the you know once we hit playoffs right or once we hit like each from each successive stage instead of always resetting to like oh what is simple being what is who are searching simple knife steel or whatever i don't know what it was but like whatever that case may be right it's like who's searching this like okay maybe that can give you some insight or whatever but for the most part it's probably played for laughs and i don't really want to be like i, I want to be laughing for very specific reasons at the major and ideally it wouldn't be like between maps where something epic has probably just happened you know why are you laughing at Brazil being eliminated from the major? Well, that's said something wow, very that, specific. That's, Come yeah, on, Pernoga. That is true. That would be very specific. And I'm not even, listen, I don't, what are they going to do? Send me messages on Twitter? Follow me on Twitter so you can hate me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's right down there, body. guys. It's right down there. You think Brazil is going to get out of this major? <laughs> All right. Well, tell me here. Tell me here. I'm glad we have a lightning rod to take that attention. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm moving I'm, this Overton window so far, guys. There's so much space. Go ahead. If we have any any like you know step up in terms of like content and shoulder piece from ESL, which if you think about it, man, if I was them, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have tried to push the envelope during Pro League or the RMRs. Yeah. You know, Same. the longer you keep it stale, the more the more there's no the, the more noticeable changes will be seen. So, um, man, I want fucking player profiles. That needs to come back. Yes. Oh yeah. That to me is something that like, and I understand, you know, I feel like maybe not everybody ever realized that like it was never valid. You know, those are expensive to make for sure, dude. Right. But like the ones that Tom Newman made for yeah. ROPS, those were like the last good ones or like the last, you know, impressive ones, I think that I can remember. Um, and there were some flashpoints always like, but you can't remember okay. those. So that's right. Shadow flashpoint. Yeah. W- yeah. Wouldn't have watched. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's just it also like, would have been by Tom Newman, actually. Oh, those were right. By Tom it's Newman always too. him, man. Yeah. It's just like we; those were always, always such a mainstay of the majors that 
you almost waited for the major to get those like you know those yes. pieces on whoever would have come up by then you know like think about how many players have like jumped into the spotlight since we last had this you know this rotating door of player profiles that that would have been deserving of it that must have interesting stories that could have even at this point come and gone by now like I don't know. It always feels like a miss whenever there's a major and we don't get to follow, you know, find that like that extra level of a story. Also, so, ESL have had a lot of time with with like hosting the RMR to even interview these players for those kind of pro player mm -hmm. profiles, interview the staff, interview like yes. a lot of extraneous people if they actually are trying to create that. So if something like that comes around, it would be like they have the they had the opportunity to kind of like yep. make some of that content. So I hope we and, get something like that. And I'm sure they took it. You know, that, that you raised it right then and there, right? With having access during RMRs, uh, I will, like Maui Snake, co-sign, like, there should very well be some decent stuff. And, mm. and that's what's going to make this feel a little more special. Yeah, that yeah. is, I mean, I'm obviously out here criticizing everything, but when they do a good job, assuming they do, like, uh, one of the first people yeah. here to say, nice, hyped content, you know, like. Also, if you're ESL, again, like, you know, you make sure this is the biggest thing because you've had Blast pushing you for the last yes, couple of years yeah. now. And and we've seen ESL respond, you know, with the with with some changes. And sometimes, you know, it's it's just good that Blast does something you know, some innovation elsewhere gets introduced to ESL. Great. But like, you know Blast is doing the next major. You you protect your neck right now if you're ESL and you make sure you fucking smash this. So I hope they do. Um and they should, because they know it, right? I feel like yeah. everybody that I've talked to who's who's an employee at ESL has really just been has really been emphasizing that like they're putting everything they have into this and into into making it really really special. They've been fixated on it for sure. Yep. This has been something that they've been looking forward to, and like all these things that they're gonna implement for it. So hopefully, we get to see the fruits of everybody's labor. Okay, let's let's talk about the. The, act, the actual games that are going to be coming up. Let's talk about the challenger stage a little bit. So pull that up if you guys don't have it. Uh, what I want to do with this, and I, I kind of want to, we like it would take a long time for us to go through every team and everything like that. So let's kind of outline quickly some of the teams that we just think are pretty heavy favorites, and then we'll then move into the ones that are a little bit more contentious. So I'm going to just say Vitality. I think we all agree that's going to make they're going to make it through. Like. Or that we think they're going to make it through. I would also put in Cloud9 right there. And I actually think right then, it dips off a little bit. Like, I don't think there's necessarily... There's, like, very, very likely teams beyond those two. But I would say that it does drop off. And I think the next one, for me, is Maus. Like, I think Maus has shown a lot lately. And then I also think it, like, is, is still up in the air. But, like, does anybody disagree, first of all? Does anybody disagree that Maus is going to make it through? I wouldn't put them in my most likely... Like I wouldn't put them in my next category down from from like guaranteed, but I okay, would, so, I would have them in like the third kind of like. Okay, so what? Do, so who do you think is more likely than than Maus? Then to be honest, I would put like OG Furia above Maus. Okay, yeah, I would put them in. The, I mean, I have them in my same tier, roughly. Like OG Furia and Maus are kind of in the same sim, a pretty similar realm for me. I'd say. So copium, but I do feel like Furia will play pretty well at this event. I think they will too. I think that's why I'm putting them in that like top five for me. I think they're one of the top five teams in this one. Yeah, so I'd probably put them like right after Vitality and C9 for me. Okay. Yeah. I, well, we all. I mean, we all agree that these five are pretty likely then, right? So if, if people yeah. in their pickums yeah. just put these in the lower row, they're they're gonna get a golden coin or a diamond coin, right? That's yeah. But it's about saying. getting nine out of nine, Maui. <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> what I. That's what I do. I play for the nine out of nine. Like that's <laughs> why you put big in the three and zero. Oh. 
No, that that's not that's <laughs> that's not how you would actually get the. This. Who did you put in your three O? I put Vitality. I put Vitality as my three O. See, that's oh, that's wow. where I'm actually a little a little bit in disagreement. Like, I think yeah, Vitality is really to go through, dude. But I, I I do think that they're actually more susceptible to an upset than I would. I don't know. I would say like Cloud, Cloud Nine, Nine Vitality. You know, yeah. ultimately, and yeah, I think Cloud Nine Vitality are up there. Um, Outsiders three O. Honestly, if I was that? if I was playing like the the game to to get like five right in the bottom and and play risky with the other two, I would put like Fnatic three O, and then like as my seven, I would put like Vitality, Cloud Nine, Outsiders, Furia, OG, and then like toss up between like Mao's Big Zero Zero Nation. No like, way like you would put zero zero in the same category as Mao's, dude. That's okay. Well, I, I mean, out of the no, no, I mean, like, two out of those three would take the final two spots. I'm not saying that I'm putting them in the same category. I'm saying, like, okay. in those. You don't have Imperial <laughs> making listen. it through. You don't have Imperial. I, I don't. <laughs> no. Okay. 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 No. We can, we, okay. This is what I want to, okay. Well, let's talk about this first. Yeah. Okay. Imperial. How does this team not just... Def- okay, there's a crowd, guys. There's a crowd. Imperial True. is going to feed off of that. Are you ready anybody. for Bad News Eagles to defeat Imperial on land, dude? Are you ready for Gamer Legion They've to already defeat done that. Imperial on land, dude? Gamer Legion is not beating them at land. Are you ready for... Wait, hold on. Who else is in this list? Uh, one sec, guys. Are you, are you there's ready? There's a lot of... Opinion, right? Wait, wait Maui. Maui, do you really think that the crowd buff is going to take, like... I mean, how much stock do you put in that, dude? Because if I look, I mean, honestly, dude, Imperial did. There are our performance, man. Complexity should be here. Complexity fucked but, up. But this is what yeah. keeps happening to Imperial. This is what keeps happening over I, and over again. They beat Cloud9 in a studio. There was no crowd at the last major, okay? Teams, like, literally piss their pants when they play this team. Like, it doesn't make sense. And at this point, maybe I'm jumping the, the ship at the, like, worst possible time. Yes. Because I, I for so long was like, Nope, Imperial aren't winning this. Nope, Imperial aren't winning this. I didn't think they were going to beat Complexity. I didn't think they were going to beat Cloud9. I didn't think they would be here in general. And they keep doing it. So they, this is that's where, to me, there are enough teams here with the like with too little experience to, to actually like stand up to them. I think when you look at like Big, I think Big can lose to them. I think 9Z can lose to them. I think Gamer Legion can lose to them. I think 0-0, Fnatic, IHC greyhound there's like eight teams here that can lose to imperial you know you know, the, you know who yeah. you didn't say can lose to imperial evil geniuses okay the eg can lose to them too eg can <laughs> definitely lose to them no okay all right if you're gonna listen if you're gonna use his, history and historical precedent as an argument for your case of why imperial will make it through you've wrecked yourself because sk gaming choked their hearts out repeatedly every time there was a brazilian event dude buy imperial you're out there's no shot. They're going to choke just okay, like wait. they always did. You want to use historical so, precedent? There you go. There it is. Out of these top, like, eight EU teams that are here, right? So from, like, Vitality to Big, and also, I guess, including Furious, like, the top eight teams, the top eight ranked teams, which teams are going to absolutely just blunder it in big. this stage? Big. Okay, big. I think. Yeah, big, 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 yeah, yeah, I big almost big 3 bro. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're not going to be 3 but they're bad. They're bad right now. They're not far off. I don't think yeah. they're far off, man. I mean, they're they're lucky. They won't be O three because they play Greyhound most likely. In their I was gonna say, round. there's no way. Yeah, there's no way that there's, you can put like, big over Greyhound as an O three. No, like, big. The thing is, like, think of these O three matchups that could happen if big go O two, IHC Greyhound, and like 
I don't I don't Imperial. even know nine Z. I would put all these teams. I would put big to beat all three of those teams. Imperial. I mean, they they could even. I mean, I said that. I yeah. said that like Imperial could be big. I actually kind of stand by that. I, I think that it's, Imperial will probably be big. It's it's not the thing. I think the thing is big is they're not even going to be O two because again, if as, uh, presuming opening games go Furia over Big, I think everybody yeah. co-signs that. And then and then obviously OG over Greyhound. I don't see that as an upset. Round two game is basically Big. You know, I, I think Big oh, versus then Greyhound they, is round two. So then they're just going to beat Greyhound almost yeah. for sure, dude. Almost sure. Like there's no world Greyhound wins a game here. There's you just know, no world. What really tilted me about ever backing Greyhound to begin with, which is something I didn't really do in the previous what? major. When did you do? This. No, no, no. I'm just saying I gave them enough credit that they like should feel like, oh, everybody's doubting them. Use that energy. But then when I came, when it came out that they were actually in the last major, they were like, yeah, we just didn't even bother fucking practicing. Like, screw that. It's like for a major. What do you mean? So like, I can't really put any faith in them just because like, I know most people are just being like, all right, Greyhound 03, move on to the next point. They're not really elaborating on it. That's yeah, not yeah. really related to their play, but that's like, I've, you, there's a historical precedent for them to not value the major. And I don't We're know what was going on in for Toronto. Australia. Yeah, saving spots for Australia. <laughs> We're domestic competition to just make it to new to, like tier one events. Yeah. Like they'll they'll just keep qualifying because they save all the strats when they're at the tier one events. There you go. That makes perfect. I will say also also Sin hasn't really played in front of a crowd yet, so I don't know how like I don't think anyone can really predict yeah. how well he's going to perform in front of like a crowd, especially one that's cheering against them if they end up playing like Imperial for example. Yeah, but that's so your on, first time playing in front of a crowd. And you play like Imperial <laughs> yeah, in Brazil. Oh man! Well, you're Brazil, also yeah. yeah. They're going to be playing Furia if that's the opening matchup. I still don't know. Like Furia could just as easily suffer from the SK syndrome that I referenced earlier, right? Like, this, isn't this their first time playing in front of a Brazilian crowd, or am I wrong about that? I'm almost no, sure you're right. Play, right? Uh, oh, wait, Dream, really? Dreamhack Rio, Dreamhack Rio Open. The Furia was there, and I'm pretty sure it was majority Dreamhack same open, team. Open, oh, yeah, Dreamhack bro. Open Rio. I've cast I've cast Furia to a Brazilian crowd before, and it was okay. Okay. okay, it exists. All right, all right. How long 2019, ago? Twenty nineteen, boys. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, that was so oh, right. They, they did, got second they place. Then, oh, they, they did then lose to Avant Garde. Yeah. yeah, but Avant Garde was legit. Yeah, dude, so they made United, major finals. Yeah, That's sure. how legit they were. You United this was, was at a, that event. Rest in peace. This was a team with still Vinny and Able J. Like so. Yeah. Yeah. Coming in second, United. I do remember that actually. And they, Fury only had to beat Sharks to get there. They got to land, and Vanity was the only one that played well. Yeah, oh. that's why he's. You raise a good point though, Pernogo, because you said like they may suffer the choke. Yeah, was that? Was that was basically what I was saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, they they were also map up 16-2 in the grand <laughs> finals, and then choked yeah. Avangar. So. I mean, to be um, fair, if you're going up against Jane, it doesn't matter. I mean, I assume you mean 15 2, because they couldn't have been 16 2, obviously. Or Unless you mean they won the first map? No, they won the first map. Okay, okay. They won the first map 16 2. I thought I was going to I was gonna say, if they had choked out a 15 2 lead or something, that Jane right. is the perfect IGL to be playing Jane, against. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. And, okay, the, so. and the highest rated player in that series, Sanji. Oh, my, <laughs> my God, God, dude. My guy. Had a life performance versus Furium. Dude, he was top six rated at the event. Top six. Crazy. Oh, my God. How could they drop Yuri him? He was the highest rated player. Uh, he, they, he, they dropped him like he dropped guns. There it is. At will. There it is. At will, yeah. Um, I don't know if I think Fury... I think Fury is good enough, though. Like, Yeah, I guess they could... Like, The emotions will play a factor into this, but they're going to have... A modest crowd cheering for them, 
and I think they're actually pretty good. So that's where I'm kind of at with Fury. I don't think like it's not like Imperial for me, where Imperial is like I am going out on a limb saying Imperial is going to qualify for the next stage. But Fury, I have much more confidence in. Like I think this is probably sure. top five teams that are there. Like I don't, I don't think there's, I don't think there's six better teams than them. I'll say that. Like, I have confidence in Fury making it through this stage, but not the next. Like, I'm, no, yeah, I definitely put fine. them like quite high up in making it through the stage, but definitely not the the legend stage. I have full faith in them; they'll make it yeah. to the arena. I think they have a good chance to make it to the arena. I'd I'd probably put it as like fifty five, forty five. I actually think they're more likely to make it right now. I, 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 I kind like, of believe. Look it. at their look at their it. major record though; it's actually not good. They were like twentieth to twenty second at their first two majors, and then quarterfinals at the last two, and they didn't mm-hmm. like perform. Quarterfinals well is last. fine. Quarterfinals is good. that's why I they think they're good. they've been but making the, I think the, consecutively. The teams, I think the teams around them are just too good right now for them to like get past there. Like they, Cerato and Yuri are like carrying them way too hard right now. Art is not art has fallen off. Safe isn't like performing as well as everyone expected i think like i just don't see them making the playoffs from from the second stage well, let's let's okay let's let's okay actually you know what let's keep going with this fine okay i okay this is this is who i think if, if they are really not gonna make it i look at the legend stage and i think that like some of those teams are just not gonna like play as well like there's there's like nip are super rocky no, we're okay. We're getting too off base. We're getting way too off. I'm gonna get too <laughs> off base if I start this conversation about like why they was winning the major. Who? Who? Sprouts. Sprouts. Oh my <laughs> god. Uh, Sprouts. Okay, that's a, it's so weird that they're legends, but uh, let's stay. Let's stick with the challenger stage. Let's not. Can I just make a point about Furia yeah. before we move on? Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 You can say something about so, Furia. Go for it. When you're talking about them like handily dispatching big. It is a it's a best of one. I don't know how the map pool breaks out between these two teams since the addition. They can't of Sin, get dust. Right? Yeah. They can't. Big won't get dust. Yeah, yeah. They won't get banned dust. Right. But I, I mean, even without the players, like even without one of their stars or or their key players that they've been drilling with for so long, I don't know if big is that easy to put away. I think they are. They're not like I've been using this analogy a lot lately. But like if. You could think of like heroic as the gatekeeper for tier one, like S tier teams, right? If you can handily yeah. dispatch heroic, you're probably like in the S tier area. Um, yeah. And then I kind of think of outsiders as that same thing for tier two. At this point, I mean, it's harsh to say this, but big were like for me, big and outsiders are kind of on the same level. But now with this roster swap, it's more like if you can handle this, you know, big team with their understrength roster. I mean, you, then your next opponent to re- readily and regularly overcome would be outsiders because like they kind of play not the same style, but they're very tactical. They're like they have this system in mind. Yeah. And it really yeah. like James has proven that he can take players and just integrate them. And I think the same is true for the the whole Tabson roster, right? And so I kind of look at Big like they have a puncher's chance to defeat Furia. And if that does happen, uh, and every of course everything else goes to plan, then Furia would be up against Fnatic in the opening round. But it, even if they beat Big in the opening round, they're then going up against OG again, assuming everything else goes to plan. So that to me feels like neither of those are clear cut. I would actually favor Fnatic and OG to defeat Furia here. So. That's just my two cents anyway. I feel like the opening matches, obviously it's like gets really silly when you try to predict them d- down the line with the simulator. But like for yeah, me, yeah, I just yeah. I just look at that and I think like they really do need to defeat big to have a, ch- a good chance, a good shot at making it to the next stage. And if they don't, if they drop that game, that then we start to think about crowd choking and, and the crowd nerf instead of the crowd buff. But we also think about like all the other teams that are, 
you know, I would say like a bet on a, the average day, a better team than Furia. And I think actually Fnatic would qualify as that. And I would say OG have an I don't, I don't think that. Fnatic are better than Furia. I don't, really? I do not think Fnatic are better than Furia. No, I definitely do not think they're better. I think that Furia, even when they've been playing badly, are as good as Fnatic are when they're playing well. Like when, when they both got into ESL Pro League, like F Furia looked like worse than themselves and they still made playoffs. They still finished in the same spot that Fnatic did. And I thought Fnatic were like, whoa, you guys are playing well above how I think you guys should be playing right now. And so if you just kind of regress to the mean for both of the teams, Fnatic is actually a little worse and Fury is a little better. So that's kind of that's how I see that that matchup from my in my, my perspective. I actually only just saw that Fnatic's playing Cloud9 in their first round, so I retract my 3-0 comment for Fnatic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, think I will say I will say I've I usually do like the the first round calculator and try and like predict through the next matchups, sure, but yeah. the first round of this of this specific event is just like there's so many matches that could go either yeah. way that I didn't even bother going through it this time. <laughs> so I think like there's just a lot of teams that are like like Mouse's form at the RMR look decent, but I still think that they could flop. Like there's there's teams that are just like not a hundred percent committed as to like whether they will perform completely well or not. Like well, Vitality yeah. could come in and lose to Imperial, for example, in their first round. Mm, is that are they? I don't think they. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they are. Okay. Yeah, their opener. I th so I think that's fair. I think I think right now what's weird about this challenger stage is that what you're saying here, note, is dead on. That there's there's a few teams that like could could kind of flop, right? Like we put Vitality on slightly shaky legs. Dude, Cloud9 have lost maps before when they're not supposed to. Fnatic is in that conversation. I think OG's inconsistencies are a little bit sketchy. Um, you know, I can I, see Mouse having Bad News Eagles, too. dude, can have can have collapses on T sides. You're dead on again, dude. Mouse is there. But I just listed off six teams that could like, you know, we we put in like a should win, but uh there's always, you know, there's that little fucking yeah, voice in the back of like your head this... that slows you down. And and so with that in mind, when I put them head to head. Right. I think like we could end up getting we could because of that, we could end up getting like a team slipping through. And maybe this is where I think Maui, your your Imperial conversation comes through. Right. Because they will have this consistency in crowd, uh, you know, support. They will have this consistency in they've been here before. They've played on bigger stages. You know, the pressure, et cetera, doesn't stack necessarily against Imperial. So maybe that's their way to slip through here. But beyond Imperial, you guys really like I'm going to list teams here. And do you really think that even with these, you know, sketchy, the little slightly sketchiness to, to, to some of the others, the favorites, fucking support somebody here if you think they can really punch their way up, right? Evil Geniuses, IHC, Bad News Eagles, Zero Zero Nation, 9Z Gamer Legion. If you had to pick That's one, two that comes through, what, like, what's I give Zero Zero that? Nation I, a puncher's chance. I'd say Bad News Eagles, actually, okay. are the team that, like, might, might make it. Did you watch that team's T side at the RMR, dude? No, because they, I didn't they, either. Because no, it's, it's non-existent. It's non-existent. I didn't horrible. watch it either. They're horrible. They're they're like literally my least favorite team to watch in all of Counter Strike Global Offensive. Period. I could watch a tier. I could watch an advanced game and enjoy it sometimes <laughs> more than a Bad News Eagles game. The only the benefit is that Bad News Eagles is generally playing tier one point five opposition, which I'll enjoy more than uh, two advanced teams playing against each other. There you go, harsh words. I just, I just give Zero Zero Nation a slight edge in terms of like out of those teams to possibly make it out because I think that they, they also have the experience under them, but they also have like you have Lado who's actually able to perform like relatively consistently and well for them. Doom Al as well, and then like 
I think for me, their their like hopes of making it through kind of rely on how well Tri plays at this event specifically. Like I think if he shows up and he's actually performing like pretty well in like 1.15, 1.2 ratings kind of kind of area, then I think that they will be able to just like probably sneak through like three one, three two maybe. You're dead on. I think Try is somebody that has to be there, but I feel like it's weird because every time we watch them, I do. This guy just gets relegated to planting bombs and throwing nades yep. way too often. He's not set up in a star role like he was on Ninety. Um, so I think like I feel I feel for Try because I'm somebody who was, I, dude. I was in the Try camp early. Um, he's got dude some of these. You know, he's got that that flash to him with the op that just that just stuns you kind of. But I want to add something here. No, I want to say Cold Zera as well. Um, yes. I think that they rely on try and cold. And if you come in on the RMR performance, dude, cold Zara has suddenly, you know, that like, what was that HLTV headline? It's like, I don't go to the gym. I don't have friends. <laughs> I don't get I'm to enjoy Counter-Strike. Yeah. I just play CS. And I'm like, dude, I kind of believe that right now. Like, if you were to tell me that that has been his mantra for the last two months, I would say, well, it's about damn time. And his statistics yeah. actually show it up, bro. His last three games uh, at the RMR, he was, he was like in the green every single time. Even yeah. when they lost that, that game versus Complexity 16-10, he was like top or second best performer. So if Cold can actually transition that into this major, and again, any buff that we give to Imperials players, I think we have to give to Cold Zero. I was, I was going to say, like, as a player who performs in front of Zero Zero it's Nation cold. sign here, dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll co-sign the Zero Zero Nation that, again, maybe slipping through as a 3-2 team. Um, and they have Bad News Eagles as an opener. I think they can beat Bad News Eagles mm -hmm. in that opening game because... The T sides from Bad News Eagles, we saw it last major, bro. It's the reason that they they got eliminated ultimately, right? Like it's just random. Too many They're teams just... come back against them. Yeah, um, yeah. But hold on, I want to throw another curveball. Get your guys' thoughts because we talk about the South American teams getting like buff or whatever, but it's funny because Imperial Zero Zero Nation, I think Nine Z is the best of the three. Uh, because uh, of the RMR, I kind of. And there, but like last I major as well. Also, this is this is a repeat. It's a repeat performance. Any credit that you think I think you can give to Bad News Eagles, I think Nine Z gets the mirror of it, hands down. Oh, I just don't think like, it's under the I, radar. Like, I'm yeah. I'm not convinced that they will be able to deal with the pressure as well as Zero Zero Nation and Imperial though. Like that's where I kind of like give those two teams the edge. They might be better in like current form in a studio environment, but I think like people like it's harder to to discount the fact that every single one of these games is going to be in front of a crowd and it's the major like already well, in studio settings the major adds a lot of pressure for these dope. upcoming teams now you have a crowd on top of that i yeah. think that's going to like extremely change the dynamic in that sense but, but there's there's a crowd there's a crowd for the first stage we don't know if there's a guaranteed crowd for every single game because you said it earlier b streams guaranteed Right. So what if what if we get a nine Z versus <laughs> they just slip through behind the stage? You know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if that's if that's their playing environment, then suddenly it's you know again like it, for sure, dude. The the pressure of the situation and the experience that Imperial and and Zero Zero Nation have not even comparable. So, so you're saying like, we could have another Copenhagen Flames playing in their hotel room situation? That is kind of exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might. It well, might. I think they could slip know, through, dude. They've got the it, they've got that fire. If you want to do like the mirror, like, you know, another team that's kind of in that same 9Z boat is IHC. They are, they actually did better at La at Antwerp than 9Z did. Okay. They, I, but I don't see, I, the thing is, I just have no faith in either because I just kind of apply, I have a similar feeling about both. Like, 
I can't I can't see nine Z or IHC doing anything or Greyhound. I kind of put them in a very similar tier. Maybe I think this time around, I'll say this: if if nine Z win, if they go two three, I'd be pleasantly surprised for them. If they go one three, I think that's right on the nose. I think that's exactly where they should end up one three because they'll beat. I think they would beat a Greyhound. I think they might beat an IHC, something well, like that. Their opening is also Gamer Legion. So I think that's a team, if we're looking at like these, you know, yeah, South American winnable. question marks, Weirdly. and if we're looking, you know, I think Gamer Legion's kind of the European question mark because, yeah. uh, I mean, we, dude, Shuhei can call. Shuhei can fucking yeah, he's better old from whatever caller. he's given to. Acor came out of nowhere. Dude, this is a team that pushed, you know, pushed uh, phase into OT. That team also preps super hard. I walked up to like I was filming them on their in their winning moment or whatever, and the the staff were literally talking about how they got a thousand pages of like notes printed out for the okay. RMR, and I was like, Jesus, okay. I always like, I don't dude, know, I I don't know that, if that's beneficial at that point because exactly, like that's exactly. just too much. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, I okay, like, whatever. Like, but I the thing about doing all that prep like before the event, right? Is that like you actually the teams get to these RMRs like these important events and they actually like play games and they just change up like so many different things. Yep. That it's like yeah. I almost worry about doing that much prep before an event because I feel like it can actually just hurt you once you actually mm -hmm. like, get into it. So I mean it can be kind of beneficial, but I I would struggle to say how much of like a benefit that actually Thousand has overall. Pages. I think it's as I think if, it's as if your much. average CS like, player is yeah. sitting down to read yeah. a thousand pages, bro. Of anything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Let alone yeah. Yeah. that's like life I, honestly, that's yeah. like lifetime goals. I've read a thousand pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm always thinking about when I'm doing notes just like before a match, right? I'm like, what are the players actually gonna fucking read? Like what will they actually remember? Yeah, yeah just, exactly. Like, all kinds of shit. It's like they'll get into the match and they just won't remember anything. It's just not that helpful. So you kind of have to really like pick and choose. Maybe Gamer Legion need that like football, American football style thing where they're going like, okay, you know, you got the head coach and he's talking to like a whole team of analysts and then he's sure. relaying that into the players, like the quarterback or whatever. And that's like the IGL in this analogy. But I don't think we, uh, I don't think we facilitate uh, other people talking to the to the coach during timeouts or whatever. That's not going to happen, so, especially after what's happened lately. Um, I will say on the Gamer Legion 9Z topic or whatever, like, I mean, specifically contrasting 9Z against the other opposition from South America, I feel like, I mean, maybe you guys disagree, but it, it seems like 9Z's playstyle is a lot more, like, explosive and to the point where it can catch you off guard, whereas Double O Nation, Zero Zero Nation, does, they feel more like they play standard until something breaks in the middle of the round, and then they have to, like, pull out the, the sort of fastball or curveball or whatever. And so really, like... It's like 9Z prepares for that environment, whereas Zero Zero Nation don't. Or they, maybe they do prepare for it, in, but not in the same way. Where that's not their baseline expectation. Uh, and, I've, of course, Imperial is more collected than all of them. If there's a gradient and it's like collected versus crazy, like Imperial is on the collected side, 9Z on the crazy side, and Double O Nation in the middle. So, like, that to me is more like where I would place rank those teams in terms of play style. And I feel like that can figure a lot into it. Of course... There is the question of like whether that playstyle will even be delivered upon with all the X factors like the crowd and the pressure. But if 9Z do get into some crazy situation, I I would back them more than Zero Zero Nation to make it through that. It's just a question of like they, they kind of live in that environment for me. Whereas Zero Zero Nation is like they kind of you know they they dance with it that you merely adopted the crazy or whatever you know like like that's sort of the vibe <laughs> I'm getting from these teams. Um, but so wait, so does that mean you like? Which one? So, which one do you like more to make it through between zero zero and nine Z? Just for a... well, I think that nine Z's opening match is a lot more winnable. 
Uh, although I still don't know that they would defeat Gamer Legion, you know, but you know, you know, actually, I looked at I just looked at betting sites for opening matchup yeah. uh, odds. You know, it's actually on every betting website. It is it is literally dead even between um, between Bad News Eagles and Zero Zero Nation. Really, it's dead even. Yeah. They think that's a fifty fifty matchup as much I as agree. it can be. That's so. Cr- I didn't think. I thought it would be B and E favored personally. I would say B and E slight favor, maybe. That's what I would expect because. But yeah, I, I, I would want Zero Zero Nation to win that game. As in, like, I, oh, oh, what, 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 what I want? I want, I want Bad sorry, News Eagles to, uh, zero three. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> I don't like watching them play. I don't like. Well, I honestly, just, this is the event that that could happen, Maui. Like, you could realistically have them in the O three pick. The problem is, like, then you go, like, well, what are they going to lose to IHC and Greyhound or whatever? But, like, yeah, it could happen. You know what I mean? So, mm. like, this isn't this isn't the Bad News Eagles against the teams that you saw at the previous major. And on top of that, this isn't the roster or the set of teams around them that you saw at the previous major. Even these teams are stronger at the Challenger stage than we saw at the Challenger stage of Antwerp, right? Like, I think we can all pretty much agree on that. Like, maybe the uppermost tier of, of CS is a bit weirder because we don't have a clear-cut, like, Navi and Phase or whatever that we had at Antwerp, where every everybody else is, like, A tier, but they're S tier. That's a little bit more, like, people are a bit more out on Phase or whatever because they're a bit shaky, which I disagree and we'll get to eventually. But, like, when you're looking at the whole field... The, the bottom, the skill floor, right? It feels like it's been pushed up. And B&E are uh, a team that only kind of made it through to the legend stage of the previous major because I don't know if the skill floor was different. down. I don't I think know if it's it that is. I think it's a pretty big difference. I, 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 look, at, I look at the teams that, that made it through the challenger stage last time, and it's G2, Vitality, Ents, Spirit, Outsiders, Liquid, Imperial B&E. Like B and E snuck in, yeah. Like nobody's business into that group. Like that was a, a, some of the teams that didn't make it. For example, Astralis. Well, eh. they didn't even make it here. That's eh. what I'm saying. The teams eh. that made it to eh. this stage yeah. are, are gonna are just generally at a higher level than the teams that were at the stage previously. Like that's why I'm saying B and E is not like I don't pick them to make it through. Whereas you would be understood why you might pick them for Antwerp. Or you might see how they could sneak in. Like, I can't see them sneaking in here, is what I'm saying. You cannot. You cannot see them sneaking in. I can't in. see them sneaking in because the level of play has risen yeah. relative to the past challenger stages. And, and I haven't seen BNE's level rise with that. I think like, they've fallen. As I, think, I was saying, like, yeah. watching them at the yeah. RMR, their T yeah. side didn't get better. Like, it, it looked worse almost. So, and part like, of that is relative that, to the opposition. That just doesn't but, give me faith. Yeah. I would say, like, Really, if they wanted faith, they should have replaced GXX, to be honest. That's what they, if they wanted like some sort of puncher's chance or whatever, they needed somebody else on op. So, Mm. okay. Do we want to actually try it? Because we have an odd number of people. Do we want to actually like try and predict the first round of matches? Just kind of see who, who, yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? It's eight, it's eight of them. Let's just do it and we'll close out the challenger subject in general on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So OG Greyhound, we're all going OG, surely. Yes. Yeah, I'm not even going to let yeah. anybody talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Vitality versus Imperial. Vitality. Uh, vi- vitality. 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 Or- no. EG IHC. EG. Easy. Yeah, I think this is also that. Not too difficult. Are, are any of these even hard? Okay, okay. Here we go. I, I sit on that I one. I actually. Second, dude. I sit on that one. Yeah. Just a second. Like, EG IHC? Like, again, gun to my head? EG. However. <laughs> however. You know, it's. I. I see play real CS. Yeah, yeah. Um, they do. They, and, and EG try to play real CS. Yeah, 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 right, dude. And I mean, uh, th- if I hadn't watched Blast Showdown, then I would have said, "Yo, EG, let's get it." 
You know, yeah. they're coming off of a yeah. win over FaZe, or excuse me, not FaZe, with the Furia. Um, <laughs> they're coming off of the, that win off of Furia. It looks solid. You know, I, I question how prepared Furia would have been for that EGBO one, you know, and again, 16-14. Like, they, they, got, they got their win. I won't take it from them. But they go back to the online realm of CS with Blast Showdown. These guys didn't even hold that. I watched that, that B-Site Ninja Diffuse. Uh, yeah. Uh, man, <laughs> what are, are we doing? You know, like, and I get it. Again, it's online CS. They're not side by side. So, but for, for that moment of hesitation, I just think in a best of one, with prep, IHC, chance. I'll say chance, yeah. but EG. Yeah, I, give, chance, I, but yeah, I okay. agree with that. So if we I'm, say I chance, feel the same as Connor. Says here. Chance, odds, I'm going to put that at 75-25 EG. Oh, that's, oh, that's totally That's fair. more than I would say. I would say like 70-30. I would, I would give like IHC a bit more of a puncher's chance. I would not give IHC more of a puncher's chance because no, you guys I, are forgetting that EG almost defeated Team Liquid, who we would all say deserves their legend stage yeah. spot, right? So like you can talk about the online results and those were disappointing, but I mean... Oh, and this is a separate yeah. argument. I can't even really say this yeah. anywhere else, so I'm going to go inject it here. The fact that complexity as a team, we're like, we're so proud of our team and the way that we've come from failing to qualify for the major. Our team was great. Like, I saw those tweets, man. I saw those tweets. And that is just, what do you mean? Like, every day of the week, you should have been defeating Imperial. You should have been getting to the major. You probably shouldn't have even been in that 2-2 bracket, to begin. To be honest. Like, you should have defeated 0-0 mm. Nation earlier in the tournament. So that, that was oh, whack to me. And we can't really talk about complexity because they're not even here. But I I wanted to get that off my chest like what are you guys doing you can't just be happy I... that the complaint like the performance is whatever like that I, that felt like total copium and like i'm not even sure that they really believe that but I if think, they did really the complexity... believe that that's the opposite of where the mind space they need to be in complexity somi is a little bit disconnected from cs dude i feel like wasn't that the same that was when they were playing a blast at the blast groups like they they came through like oh we got eliminated guys we'll get them next time oh yeah i didn't even see that had to respond, but... like Guys, uh, you, you actually have a match tomorrow. You're not eliminated yet. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't, oh, know, yeah, I don't yeah, know what's yeah. going on in that camp, man. Um, well, when they but, lost, okay, then but, they lost to Sharks, right? And it wasn't even really that close. Yeah. So, Sharks. like, dude. <laughs> I watched the first map of that, and then I went to bed. I was like, they can't, this can't be happening. Listen, the second map I, was a bit closer, but the fact that I'm saying yeah. a bit closer about Sharks is already, like, come on, man. What are you doing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh... Okay, well, we have a but little yeah, bit yeah, of a... EG is oh, a little one on AHC. EG. Only because bit of a EG's question, right? Yeah, yeah, neither of those teams yeah. really have a, you know... They're both still irrelevant, but within that <laughs> opening game. I'd say if, if someone gave me, like, one to five odds on IHC, like, I could get a 5x payout, I, I probably could see myself betting on that. Obviously, I can't bet. I'll put an but... Asimov on it. Maybe. Yeah, put a, I'd put a few sand dunes, you know. <laughs> nah. Okay, Cloud9 Fanatic. I think this is pretty heavy Cloud9. I would say so. I'm yeah. I, listen, I'm a Fanatic homer in some ways, but I still think that Cloud9 will have this match. Fanatic will qualify later. They'll qualify sure. later. I trust let's make, here. Yeah. I'm Let's pro, let's I'm make this go. more interesting. Let's make this more interesting. Do we think this is more lopsided Cloud9 Fanatic or EG IHC? Which is the more lopsided series in your eyes? Oh, C9 Fanatic, easy. You yeah, think that's just I mean, guaranteed, wait, basically? The you opposite. Think? Yeah, the opposite. Yeah, EG is yeah. guaranteed through this IHC. I don't know why you guys are even. Oh, really? You yeah, think absolutely. EG is oh. more likely to win over Cloud9? I would, I would zero, bet zero dollars on IHC ever. So, yeah. Listen, uh, they play legit well, CS, yeah, but I'm okay. not like, okay, I'll take them over Greyhound, but that's like saying, you know, uh, I, I won't even make that analogy. You guys can fill in the blanks. 
If I put EGIHC at, I said what, 75-25? Yeah. yeah. Then I would put Cloud9 Fnatic at 70-30. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of, I'm a little I, there. I think I'm pretty much there. Roy, Roy's kind of due for a 35 kill game. There he is. Uh, there he is. You know, he's he's out there. He's Dude, out somebody there in the shadows, somebody man. in chat earlier said uh, Crim's major buff gonna shit on these kids. That could also it's happen. Real. That could yeah, also I was gonna happen. say Crim's Crim's is legit. Dude, Nikodaz is very very good. Um, and so you know the pieces are there, but then you know Fnatic had a had a really whack RMR. Um, who's the CIS team that they lost to that they had no business dropping them? They lost to Bait sixteen nine on Ancient. Bait. Um, Bait. That was. That was kind of whack. And then the rest of their run didn't really tell us much more. You know, like here, here's the thing with Fnatic. They start so strong 16-4. They get FaZe in an overtime game and lose. No shame there, right? FaZe was, was kind of cheeking by with all these, these yep. OT wins. Then they lose that game versus Bait. My red flag is up. I need Fnatic to prove that, you know, they're not going to kind of crash and fall. <clears throat> Excuse me. But then their next two opponents were Eternal Fire and one win. And I don't think that those games really, you know, they were pretty decisive, at least score wise. But like, I want to see them back up against a better team like the Cloud9. You know, if Cloud9 was at the RMR, if that matchup was there, then I would have liked it more than to start the major. Um, so for now, I'll say Cloud9 is a safe bet. But Using very enlightened Reddit analysis, I can prove to you, Scrawny, that Fnatic's major run was actually epic because Eternal Fire beat <laughs> Team Liquid in EPL groups, and that means that Fnatic are better than Liquid. And then, obviously, one win beat g2 at this event which means okay. actually fanatic are better than g2 which i think everybody agrees with anyway i mean what am i even saying so yeah there you go that's my mm. there you go okay the one win wins legit i will say that one win one win is a team that i kind of wish was at the major oh really Over. i was gonna go the other way and say eternal fire was more legit as an opponent to win against but yeah oh, I really guess, i think i think they're like if you put them up against one win you'd probably win but even aside from that because at that point it's like I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, maybe there's not actually a whole lot of value in looking at the results of these tier three, tier two tournaments, because maybe mm. uh, there's not as much legitimacy. Oh, that's not the wrong word I was using. Never mind. Uh, I can't think of the word I really meant, but like maybe maybe you should just uh, maybe, maybe the um, like you ever like break a, a thing that you used to light cigarettes in the Wild West and then you have to like fix it. Yeah. Anyway. Love that. Love that for you. Okay, let's um let's move on to the next matchup now. Let's do so. What's the next one after that? Um, big versus Furia. Big versus Furia. Furia. This is where we're going to have a Furia. Yeah, this is Furia for me, but a but a huge. It's actually a bigger coin flip than any of the other series. That's that's how really I I really trust this game more than C9 Fanatic. I think I think Wow. Yeah, yeah. I would actually agree with that. Okay. Really, yeah. I I also I, I I don't know if I can agree with that. Actually. Big loss to Sangal in Blast. That's a showdown. That's, that's an in, online. Sin is going to be playing in front of a crowd. Just talent wise, I just don't see them stacking up. Like in terms of the the performance they're going to have. So with so the where, crowd buff for for Furia too. So where I give Big more of an opportunity here is that I think. They pro they're actually coming in with prep work here is going to be yeah. really big for them. And I think that they're a team that, like, in a lot of ways can fix things that went badly recently for them very quickly. I've seen it in the past. Like, they'll just fix a couple things. But where I, I and I think that actually when this kind of boils down to to map veto, I think it goes like Mirage. And I actually think big are totally OK with this with Sin. So 
I don't think this is that bad, um, but it's kind of like with a little bit more digging here than I did on the other maps I, or the other the other matches. I think like just probably Mirage. There's a chance it's nuke, and I actually just straight up haven't liked Furious nuke lately at all. So I mean, I think I think this is possible for Big. Um, if the map veto goes well for them, they're probably going to come into probably three maps with really good prep. And I think Furia, for some reason, sometimes it's just like they get onto a map and it's like, dude, I feel like they have seen them make the same mistakes that they made three months ago. So yeah. that's where I'm a little bit hesitant, but I, I would, I'm still taking Furia here, like 62-38. That's probably where I'm at. Wow, it's so specific. <laughs> Riding twos in, man. I thought we were doing, I thought we were doing multiples of five, man. 60-40. <laughs> Let's do 60-40 then for me. I will say the one, I, it's still so weird to me that Furia are going into this event with their co-owner poker player as their coach. Hey, yeah, that's another thing. And Gary, like, obviously they can't use Gary, but uh, using their poker player co-owner over Tacitus is just like, for me, that A, that blows for Tacitus, but like, (laughs) that like, imagine being like, oh, hey, major in front of a home crowd for you. Actually, just kidding. We're going to use like... (laughs) Bit We're of an use ego trip. our World Series of Poker bracelet to oh, take us over the line here. It's totally an ego trip by the Furia management. Like, there's no reason that it shouldn't be. The, it should be this guy over there, ta- over Tacita. I, I, I would just say, say Tacitus, Tacitus, but I don't know. I've been saying Tacitus. Our normal head coach can't be on the stage. Oh, I guess I'll do it. I'll take. <laughs> Who that wants for the to team. stand in front of the Brazilian crowd? I, I guess I'll stand in front of our incredible home crowd. Yeah. It's, it's also uh, just weird because, so like, the, the, like, justification they gave was that he would be able to, like, emotionally stabilize them and, like, hype them up. But you can't even do that in majors as a coach because Valve doesn't let you, like, react. Yeah. So good luck <laughs> reacting during, like, during those timeouts. You're, like, what are you going to do? I get penalized. He's react, like, too much and he's going to get Fury of fucking disqualified. <laughs> That's the way that <laughs> yeah. they lose this match now. I actually think it's 60-40 in favor of Big. Wait. Because the reason why I've taken, what? I'll take big over no. Furia. The reason know, why is you guys are all on on Big's ass for losing a Sangal. Like prepper, I like, don't care about that loss that much. Okay, That's okay. why I'm also saying. Some That's why I'm also were, saying it's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people w- will say that. I actually think it's a good thing that they got more playtime in an official match online. May it be that they with this sin guy like without that they would be just as like in the wind as furia is with their roster right where it's like oh it's been a while since we've warmed up with an official match they get this nice i mean i would have been nicer if they went deeper into the tournament obviously would have gotten even more time and prack in but just the fact that like we know big prepare and they like specifically like to prepare deeply so they maybe weren't preparing as much for the sangal roster uh and, but even the little prep that they did and like the just a little practice drill they're going to be a little bit more in form and they get to look at that for mistakes and say okay Okay, well, maybe we don't allow Inferno into the pool against some of these teams that we don't know that much about or whatever, which is obviously going to help when they go up against teams that they only have a data prep for anyway after this opening match. So, yeah, I would I'll pick big. I'll I'll be the the crazy guy. I'll be the Maui snake of this show by saying big are going to win. <laughs> yeah, I just I mean, it's I think the the there's like some stats that are a little deceiving when you when you look at like big big have a 17% win rate on nuke, but like They've played like phase and yeah. ents and heroic twice. Yeah. Like it's just like so unfair. So the reps they're getting are so much better. And then Furious win rate on it is like eighty, but they're playing pain and eg and a shitty movie star and eternal fire. Like it's completely different in terms of context here. But yeah, I, I think I just think that big have a chance here. I think if it gets to nuke, 
I'll take Fury, but like 16, 14. Like, I think it's going to be so close. Um, okay. I'll say 16, 10 big. On, on Nuke. Any map. Nuke. Any map. <laughs> well, I don't think it goes no, to Nuke, by it's, the way. Yeah, it's I probably not going to go to Nuke. That's why I'm saying that. EG broke, EG broke Furia's Nuke. Yeah, they, 16, that's... 16, also, Furia. Last note on Furia. I think I actually I figured out why they put in the poker player for the coach, and it's because of Valve. They've actually selected somebody who is a professional at hiding his emotions. There you go. That's, true. Right? That's the whole angle. Here. <laughs> it should be a guy who's got the best poker face in the room. So you know, maybe maybe there's some secret weapons up. Okay. You know, Furious sleeve. Another thing about Big that gives me I'm not I still didn't pick him as my team to make it through as a team to make it through, but. They can ban Inferno for like, I think the BO1s are where they actually are probably yes. strongest in this yes. actually, because they can get rid of Inferno and they can get rid of their permaban of, um, actually they can get rid of basically, they, they don't really play overpass that much. They don't play, they like never play to ancient and then they don't like Inferno. Yep. So then they can get it to D2 Mirage, Nuke and Vertigo. I think Vertigo is their weakest of those four, yes. but like it'll be, some teams it'll ban be. Vertigo. Probably Nuka Vertigo as the uh, the last map for this right, just, for this one. Just, yeah, yeah, just as the map has to play, it'll be Nuka Vertigo. Yeah, if it's if it's Nuke, I think they actually can win, and a Vertigo, I don't have a great feeling about it. They but, need uh, a st- strong start on a Vertigo if they're going to win it. So okay, let's move to what is at least be- by betting websites the most fifty fifty matchup here: Bad News Eagles versus Zero Zero. I take Zero Zero. Yeah, this is I would give it to one. them like sixty forty. I think these teams are. I don't know. I I I think just because uh, just because of where the major is in the crowd, it, it makes me favor zero zero a bit more. Yeah, especially just how bad these Eagles like plays. But who yeah. knows? Maybe bad New Eagles would just like thrive in the fucking chaos. That's the only just... point I have in their favor. You know, it's like they do thrive in the chaos, but. I don't know, man. I still am. I think zero zero get this. Zero zero nation always kind of seems to like disappoint me a bit, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right when I'm like want to believe in them, so I could see bad news Eagles winning this. Is there is there any zero zero nation game on an international level, or is it just America's competition? Didn't they move somewhere they, briefly for a some they European competition? Played, uh, they played. They played the uh, they played the ca- uh, the Cologne play in. I think. Or no, the... they played the Cologne main event too. They qualified. Oh, they qualified. Yeah, they qualified from the pl- they play. They played phase play... and liquid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That wasn't half took a map bad. Off I mean, of, okay. They took a map yeah, off map liquid. Off liquid. And in order yeah. to get there, the play in, they beat Imperial 2 0. They took a map off Spirit and they beat Astralis 16 6. So I'm going to go with 0 0 Nation on this one. They no, played just saying. before that as yeah. well. Just, just yeah. saying, this, this liquid team, they could have came in last place at cologne <laughs> if they if they were down they were down a map down 15 13 on mirage and they just needed to lose one of the next two rounds they brought it back in ot and then won the next map zero zero had a chance to actually knock liquid out of cologne in the very like last place that's that's how decent zero zero actually like, kind of is the, yeah and it's, it's the like kinder version of liquid like, we're talking about it's insane well like one round is like the difference between you going out last or making like top four in an event. It's like, yeah, yeah. legit. Top like, there's a world there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, but and legit, there's a world where you just fucking lose that round and you're just out in last place. So, dude, if they lose that round, I, I don't even know if your kinder stays with liquid, you know, like <laughs> imagine coming last place in Cologne. I don't know if he wants to stay with that team, but then they make top six and it's like, all right, now it's maybe worth it. And now, now let's give this a shot. So, in some ways, we should be thanking Taco. 
for losing that game <laughs> to get Yakindar on Liquid. Okay. Saved America. Holy shit. But you can't thank him. He blocked you. <laughs> yeah, right. He wouldn't get the message. He'll never get the message. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's let's see. So I'm I think I'm siding with I'm siding with zero zero because more of a familiarity, honestly. Yeah. Like I, I I'll be pretty pretty blunt about that. Like I have I didn't really get to see B and E at the RMR that much, but I saw a lot of zero zero, and I could see why zero zero has has real possibilities here to win. And I really do like the point about Cold Zero playing better that Scrawny brought up. Like I think that kind of was the for me this their it's almost like their ceiling was tapped by the fact that they had two bad players in cold and taco now they only have one bad player in taco and i'm not afraid of saying that he's bad because he is and then (laughs) but if cold can be like solid just like literally put out a 1.01 rating or even a 0.98 they can win a lot of games like doom out they set up doom out really well they set like lato is pretty good at also space taking and try Maybe we want to see him unleashed a little bit more, yes. but that's not that's not a bad trio. And to be supported by a guy that's it's kind of like when Olaf has these ra- like when Olaf was like at the end of his time with Phase, he kind of still could pull out the random games. And I think Cold has actually almost found a better version of that, where it's not even like he's not just pulling out random games. He's actually kind of finding a higher level of form, and he's being consistent at it. It's not he's not a star, but he's he's a very uh, he's a contributing member of the team. So, like, you you and Scrawny were both at the Americas RMR, so you said you didn't, like, you didn't see the Europe RMR much. I watched BNE play, like, I think in three out of the five matches they played or something, and they were not good. Like, yes, they made it through, but, like, skin of their teeth, not impressive. Like, yeah. they did get a couple of decent leads against, like, teams at their level, but then they still didn't close it out convincingly. Yeah. Like, 13-2 leads or, like, 12-3 leads, and it was still a 16-14 or, like, overtime map. So, like, for me, they, they just don't look good, and I just don't favor them at all in this matchup. Like, I, I think, like, we established that side of it, but I just don't think that they... Like, I don't think that they take a win over Zero Zero Nation in any, in any kind of scenario, in my eyes, at least. I we thought, are majority zero zero nation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think all of us yeah. are voting for them. The thing about BNE is that I was almost certain they wouldn't even be here and that Forza would be here instead. And especially after Forza took down Astralis, I was waiting for them to qualify mm-hmm. so I could send Jerry yeah. that congratulatory DM and stuff. But oh well, I still said he's cool, cool guy. So I co signed that, dude. I, uh, I, I thought the Bad News Eagles run was kind of a, a one and done. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That it was going to be the Antwerp story and, you know, we could all celebrate it and. And whatnot, great for them. But I mean, listen on again, the on the plus sides, side, man. It's it's yeah. key sides. It's it's hard. It's hard to it's hard not to to see the breakdown of bad news eagles. It happens way too often. It's it's so funny to watch the story progress with bad news eagles, where before they were kind of this like charming uh, underdog that made it happen through brotherhood and friendship, and now yeah. we're like. God, they actually just play ugly fucking Counter Strike. Like it's not fun to watch these guys at all. Like, get them out. Get them out. Just so quickly. Do we, do we do nine Z Gamer Legion already? No, we haven't. No, we haven't done that. Because I would, I would say that's more of a fifty-fifty than Zero Zero Nation BNE is in my eyes. Well, we still have to do Mouse Outsiders, Outsiders if we're going sequential. But true. Whatever I'm, you I'm guys just going sequentially. Yeah. yeah, I'm going sequentially. So I, yeah, let's do Mouse Outsiders. Outsiders. I was, I was gonna say Mouse Outsiders was the most fifty fifty one for me. Really? 
I well, okay. pick I, outsider, so. I yeah. said this based off of betting odds, by the way, guys. Like it, it could be. I mean, yeah. betting odds are but pretty just, good. Yeah, and also, like this one yeah, is most even. Okay. Okay. So, think, so who, yeah, I think so. With this one, dude, I think there's there's you know two key points. I think both teams have like a somewhat inconsistent like rifler in flip versus frozen. Uh, frozen has crazy highs, um, but if there's no frozen. And then the second piece, it's this whole Torzy versus Jame thing, right? Jame is just better, I think. Man. I think so. I think, and, yeah. and and it's the grindy Counter Strike as well. Like if you if you play thirty rounds versus Mouse, Dexter's gonna lose you at least one, and that could be the difference in this best of one. I think <laughs> will lose you one <laughs> at least one, dude. I and, think, and yeah, if okay. if if there's a, I think there's a world. Mouse walk into that server and just blast this out of the world, sixteen eight. You know, if if Torzy and Frozen are hitting shots yeah. at their peak, and and Dex, you know, you know Dexter's well prepped, and Dexter can have, he doesn't need to be, you know, doing too much, as long as the Torzy Frozen show shows up. Um, and I don't know, I just haven't seen enough of exertion in JDC yet to to really put any stock in that. I think they do just kind of cancel each other out the same way, like you know, Flame and Norbert or Fame and Norbert, JDC exertion, and then we talk yeah. about the other three pieces. And within those three pieces, if it's a close game, outsiders are going to take it. But if, yeah, but Mouse could just dominate this one. It's a I weird one to predict. It's it's weird, but I also think this that um, I've seen more instances of Kicker and Jame ramping up inc- to like incredibly high highs than I have seen from Frozen Dexter Torzy. You know, like mm-hmm. like I've seen Kicker and Jame just be unbelievably good for their roles. Like Jame has been a top five opera at points in his life. You know, like. Nobody on Mouse has been top five anything in their lives, other than Dexter's been top five Australian player. Like this is there's no there's no chance. There's no. Ch- I think I just think like. Are you even sure the, about the, that? The, by the way, I know that top, was probably just a five. quick comment. But. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely top five dad to his child. Yeah, there you top go. Five five dad. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I put it like this. I, the, what's what's concerning for me about outsiders is I'm still not sold in, on Norbert and Fame. Actually, I even though okay, so Rotterdam kind of changed some opinions. I guess they kind of changed a little bit of my opinion there. But I I will say that Flit is like. Flit, Flit, Flit can match Frozen in my eyes in a lot of ways, but I think Frozen edges it just barely. But we're for Mao's like I think they have a couple weak links. I think Dexter and JDC can be so much so weak in this game in particular. Like I even think Exertion can get t- like abused a little bit more because he does kind of just sometimes do weird aggressive shit. And he's very, he's a very good play. Like he's very good mechanically. So he gets away with it. But like outsiders is like the one team where if you do a weird shit move, you're just going to die. Like you just, it doesn't work that often. So you have to play like really smart counter-strike that matches outsiders. And you, you kind of, I think Torzy though is kind of one of those operas that's pretty good versus a lot of teams that want to play structural CS. But then Jame is like the ultimate hold the line and if you make a fucking one bad aggro peak you're also just dead so i think i'm taking i'm taking out i've convinced myself on outsiders on this one mouse has to like gather their collective iq to try to outmatch shame <laughs> yeah and i don't think it's gonna be enough <laughs> yeah i want to just say Great. that like i want to talk i want to shout out cycron here the coach of mouse you know, when you had a roster that contained Bemis and NBK, who are way more well-versed at the top line, obviously NBK way more than Bemis, but still, like, more, you know, practice at this level, of, and specifically at stage, LAN, etc. 
you you might have had me uh, thinking maybe you could do something here. I don't know, though. I mean, I'm not even convinced Miles will make it out. And this roster is so unproven, honestly. Like, not just, like, the thing about Dexter as an IGL, too, is that he's obviously had a very weird, like, set of players where they have changed quite a bit. And now with MBK long gone, he's really the only experienced voice on the team aside from frozen i suppose you could say that maybe he's doing some secondary calling or something but if either of those two don't pull their own weight then this whole leadership for this whole roster is going to collapse and i mean exertion also told me in an interview at the rmr that he's not fully comfortable like in like specific (laughs) situations either imagine that against outsiders being uncomfortable and everyone's gonna get more uncomfortable (laughs) exactly feeling yeah, I just I just think matchup wise, this is it. I, you know what's kind of weird? I actually think Mao's is more like it without this matchup. If you just kind of said like, who's more likely to make it out of the group, Mao's or Outsiders? I might have, I might have actually thought said Mao's, but but I just think Outsiders in this matchup are the are just better, like pound for pound. It just makes sense. I'm surprised to hear you say that, man. I was even when I watched your pick your pick'em videos, I was I was quite I was quite surprised that you you were you were kind of. The, even I'm, at the start of the show, you yeah. said like you know, right after the two clear favorites in Vitality Cloud Nine, you slot Mao's there. I would have taken yeah. a different stance where like if you put them in the pack with like what what were the other ones? You said like Furia, uh, Furia OG, and then Mao's. I even put Mao's at like the tail end of those other two. Yeah. So exactly. And, and I know you, uh, dude. You're like you're you're the guy that got me to believe in Jame. So I'm yeah. surprised. I'm surprised just, that you don't see outsiders. I mean, think about outsiders, bro. This is like a playoffs team, or not always playoffs, but like playoffs pro league, right? Top eight. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they beat Furia. They beat Furia at it. I, I, it's it's just like okay. Truthfully, I'm not sold. I think their map pool is something that people aren't exposing them for at all. Like I, I with outsiders, they they just seem like they get really lucky with. Okay, so I'm looking. I'm I'm actually going through all their Rotterdam stuff. They didn't have to play Overpass one fucking time. Is their worst map by far. And they never played it. At, they never played it at Pro League, and they never played it at Rotterdam. Like I don't get how this keeps happening for them. No one's picking it, and it's just like they're weak on it. They're just—they're literally just so weak on it. And yet, it's—I don't know. With Mouse, I don't see the same flaws. I guess like so. That's kind of a. And I also—I'm just not sold on like Norbert. Honestly, I just—I don't know. I think he's okay, but. I, and also, Fame still is learning some of his positions too. Like sometimes in deep, where where outsiders win is like mid late rounds, where it's like James just makes the right call. They set they set up in this way that just everybody can play off of each other. But I sometimes just see this team kind of losing defaults a little bit more than I used to, and that's that's where I don't love. Um, that's where I don't love them. But I think Mouse's caliber of players is actually genuinely i think it's higher i think it's higher than than outsiders because i think i think jdc and exertion would be the weak guys for Mao's, but i don't see them losing in defaults like norbert and J- uh, norbert and fame have that's yeah my my observations i'm glad you i'm glad you went further on them bro just because okay uh, you yeah know, like i've seen you abandon big so i need to make sure that you still you <laughs> still got that passion for outsiders it's it's there but i think that's like what i, I was I, saying too with with Mao's yeah. man, where it's like this the ceiling's there and just I don't know. I, I see them tail end, tail, tail end getting to legend stage. Yeah, that's all. Mm, okay. If it came okay. down to another, like, obviously it wouldn't happen because they already play each other. But if it came down to outsiders, Mao's like in a matchup or whatever, 
in order to make it like it was a 2-2 matchup or something, I would take outsiders there too. So I just feel like yeah. Maus is a lot more fragile despite question marks around Norbert and Fame. I'd say Norbert is really the main question mark of this roster. I think Fame yeah, is actually a lot more that. solid than that. Uh, he might still be a question mark on a gradient or something, but... I think he's a lot more so I think if he just tags along with Jame as he has in a lot of these like, you know, post round situations or like a post bomb plant or whatever, like that to me is like, okay, he's solid. You know, he like he just needs to be micromanaged a little bit. And I think Jame can handle that. So honestly, yeah, if Norbert can maybe play up to a little bit higher level or everybody else just goes lightning, like you were talking about, Alex, where you were saying like, oh, well, obviously Kicker has, has done really well in the past and stuff. Like if that, if that if we got that going on for us, I think Outsiders actually make it through to the next stage, honestly. So it is going to be very dependent on form. And that's like a, a, a cop out yeah. answer in some ways. But this is a th- this whole challenger stage is like there's a lot of teams that could, you know, draw blood. So. Dude, I just looked it up also. Outsiders have only played Overpass one time with this lineup. Over go. like four months. They've there only played it once. I watched it and I was like, this is this is really bad. Like this just can ruin this team. And they just never, like, I guess Overpass is kind of out of the meta. All right, next. Well, listen, next, they'll uh, never play it in a best of one is the crucial point. So they will that, never see true. it. They will never see it until maybe yeah. a best of three. If somebody who's playing them in the best of three watches this show and gets to that point of the analysis. So. I know they have to basically pick it because they're always going to second phase ban it, though. Yeah. So, um, uh, zero, zero. No, 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 no. Sorry. Um, nine Z versus Gamer Legion. Nine Z Gamer Legion. Okay. Nine Z GL. Where are we at with this one, guys? This is another Still hard one for me. Gamer Legion. I'm thinking, Gamer Legion. yeah, I'm thinking Gamer Legion. Yeah. But it is a hard okay. one where like Nine Z have the puncher's chance. This is still probably like a 70 30 or a 60 40 or something. Yeah, I mean, I think I this would is... say it's closer to a sixty forty, but I don't know the the hundred pages of uh, thousand pages. research that Gamer thousand. Legion are going to have. Well, thousand. no, no, for this for just nine Z. Oh, okay. it's please. just a hundred, only a hundred. Please, guys. yeah, per per team, obviously. <laughs> so who said this again? Uh, someone from Gamer Legion, not one of the players. I think it was like one of their staff, one of them, like analysts or like, assistants, analysts or, or assistants. Yeah, exactly. Where 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 is this? HLTV. RMR. No, no, no. They they told it to me at the RMR, like while I was, uh, oh, okay, okay. like taking the winning video and whatnot. They were okay, just like, so. yeah, they were talking to like one of the ESL people who who printed out a thousand pages for them, and they were talking to me about it. And I was Literally. like, a thousand pages. They're like, yeah, a thousand pages. I'm like, okay, there you go. I feel like that's the kind of person who just gets paid based on how many pages. They <laughs> yeah. <get>. Like, <laughs> like it's surely, like those... whatever you have written on a thousand pages, you can condense to eight hundred at least. <laughs> like, at least. at least, you know? Well, it's paid uh, by sure. the word, right? It's like one cent per word. Or yeah, something. yeah, exactly. Yeah, what the hell? That's a weird one. A thousand pages is actually just... I I, I, I struggle to even find out, like, what... Or even imagine Single-sided. what that is. Single-sided pages. Yeah, that's still 500 pages. <laughs> that's not, like... Like, mix, mix. If you had, if you had to put together a huge, huge report on one team how many pages do you think that would take you like 20 maybe maybe 20 you like 20 like yeah that's, like that sounds right like a, a reporter like just doing like normal anti-strats right Cause yeah anti-stratting the most i could think the most i think is 20 and i think going over five is a waste of time because nobody's gonna read it yep yeah. let me go find one here we go I'm well, gonna okay. one and well, i'm gonna see how much it is 20 pages on 15 teams that's so like a decent, that's not close to a thousand. Don't get me it's wrong. It's still not a thousand. Like, <laughs> it's still not a thousand. So that's why I'm just like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? Does I think what 
his, his, his like his uncle in round six. But then that's maybe maybe one to, line like, of words. That's maybe the they had line. to reprint like five hundred pages. Like maybe they did five hundred. They're like, oh shit, we fucked up, and they print another five hundred, and then they call oh, it a thousand. I don't know. Actually, you know what? Is it is it possible that they printed out six? Like one thousand divided by six, so the coach and all the players have it, and then they have. Oh, that's that's possible. Yeah, and, and then maybe yeah. Is that is that what we're doing? Because then that's this still like one hundred and sixty-seven pages if we round up. Yeah. <laughs> Just one map. Yeah. yeah, but fifteen teams, so eleven pages per team. That's still so much. That's so Typically, like one map of prep for like one team. So just focusing on a single map is like two to three pages. Kind of just depending on like okay. how I do it and you know so they how much I want to So they down. prepped all six maps for all eleven teams, <laughs> and then they even, and this is still saying yeah. that the it's a one thousand divided by six. Yeah, that I, makes I can't. One point eight pages six times because of each map times fifteen for your opponents times six for each player and coach. That's the formula. That's it. Do you need two pages of map mix? Help? Yeah, usually. It's okay. probably at least two. Okay. So 60 set that's like so one point one point eight times seven for seven players and the coach or and the coach and one for who gives a fuck. And then six <laughs> maps. One to give and then seventy five pages. Someone, it's still only seventy five pages. Someone in chat did make a good point, saying CS 11. players have bad eyesight because they play so close to their monitors. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. So they need twenty four point font. This is possible. <laughs> okay, we yeah, haven't yeah, we yeah, haven't talked about the font. Yeah, yeah so four inch margins on each side. Man. <laughs> size okay. eleven to size like twenty. Do you think uh, my teams will play better? I'm just, maybe. I'm just taking that as hyperbole. I'm just. That's yeah. all. That's all I can do. I'm yeah. sorry for lingering I would, on it because I would as well. I, I just, I just can't fathom why anybody would say that. That's I just had to mention it because it's so, just so wild hearing yeah. that. Yeah, it's. It, I, 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 I almost just want to say he meant a hundred, because then I'd be like, okay. That's... Oh no, no no! I I asked specifically if he meant a thousand. He said, "Well, yes. now but I'm there's, back." There's something. There's something wrong with that. Like that. That's all I'll say. Like I don't know okay, if there's like it, some. Uh... Sorry, I was gonna what? say I made a small edit, and my anti strats are now five pages long. There you go. So yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna add that to my credit. There you go. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did five pages in six seventy-two point twenty-five. Twenty sizes. All right, I'll bring I'll bring it all back to uh I'll bring it all back to the actual matchup. Nine Z Gamer Legion. Let's do, let's just say something for fun here. Uh, who do we think is the best player in this matchup? Oh, Acor or Max? Wow, really? mm. Acor off Acor of Acor RMR too. form, but yeah, Acor if he still, comes in with the same form. I'm still not. I feel like that's fraudulent. Like he was dropping forty or something in that phase match. It was crazy. Although I will say, if you didn't tell me that and you just showed me the Kerrigan v Acor one v one clip, I probably <laughs> would have accused Acor of having like eight kills in OT because what the fuck was happening in that clip? I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was just yeah, whiff, yeah, yeah. I remember whiff, in the front page. Whiff. Oh, it's burned yeah. into my memory. Yeah. Yo, hold on. The thing is, we say like, okay, it will be Acor if he brings in RMR form, but I think if Acor doesn't bring in RMR form. There's no hope for gamer legion. Yep, agreed. Yeah, hey, like you, yeah, you that's fair. The players that I mean, I mean, Shuhei can maybe be good hey, for a yeah. map, but it's got to be Acor, or else it's this is Nine Z's win. 
I know you guys are on the HLTV pages, but I would like to say before I go pull it up, I actually can't name all the members of Gamer Legion. So that kind of usually tells me that this is a team that's not going <laughs> to make it very deep. pull it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Admittedly, yeah, same that's... deal for 9Z. And, you know, they were playing in the NARMR, so you'd think I would know that, but no, not really. I remember Tri was pretty good. Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah, not quite. Um, no, th- this is 9Z versus Gamer Legion is, is all team can't remember their names. Yep. Yeah, like, like who the fuck? These are these are, and that's about it. <laughs> these are like these are the guys, dude. Someone say this guy's name on Nine Z. I've never heard anybody pronounce his name. Here we go. I've literally never Which heard one? this guy's name. Da- David Deuce. David Deuce. David Deuce. That sounds right Yo, to me. It's honestly it's, once he's in server, it's just David. Yeah, they, it's, probably, it's probably Davideus or something like Davideus. Davideus. I don't know how you. Yeah, I don't know how you would pronounce I, that, but I know like you know, there's obviously a pretty big religious undertones to a lot of the South American culture, right? Still, so that's yeah, probably. I'm thinking yeah. Deus, Deus, whatever. He's from yeah. Chile. I like how a, lot, like, a, a lot of religion. It explains their other player Buddha. I can't. QZ, and then they just have Max. Yeah, Max. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Max is probably a name in the Bible somewhere. You don't know. Oh God. Yeah, I mean, it, who read it? But uh, get on that, dude. A thousand pages on the Bible, Scrawny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andy Stratting Jesus, and not enough about outsiders. Um. Okay, let's go to the next one. Uh, oh, no, that's it. That's it, right? Yeah, that's, that's it. it. I got, that's it yeah. I've got a gut Power feeling here that I really need to. That I really yeah. need to let out. Yeah, huge these matchups. I stayed silent. As you guys were making this prediction, but I do just want to say that Imperial are going to beat Vitality in the opening <laughs> oh rounds. Oh my god! And I will look like a genius. So in in, in a go. see in a in a weird I way, it. It, no, in a weird way, if this were if this were Imperial Cloud Nine, I'd be like maybe, but it, but it with dude, they have three major winners on Vitality. Like they're not going to choke, and they Sphinx have like. Does. And they do have Zwu. Sphinx, 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 Sphinx can does. choke, but yeah. Zywu doesn't. Dude, Zywu can single-handedly beat Imperial. Yeah, like well, for real. It's just gonna happen. He, yeah, yeah. Zywu will single-handedly beat them. Like he I could just, single-handedly beat Astralis. Fallen's going to outfrag Zywu. <laughs> that was online. Oh right. <laughs> but there's nobody on on. Who would be the blame f on Imperial Fur? No, just no, just no chance. Like nobody, nobody can do what Blame F did in that that series versus um versus Vitality that uh, uh that he did. That okay, Inferno. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that was just shit was crazy. That one, I lost my mind. Um, Hello. Okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah. What about Cello? Remember what he did versus Complexity on Map Three? Woo! Yeah, that was actually Oy. disgusting. That Oy. was that, that, that was first that was Overpass made that was like watching Blame F. It made no sense, dude. Dude, Cello was playing like, Cello like played honestly, crazy. the mechanics he had in that game were the most yeah. online shit I've ever seen. Like, I've never, I haven't, people don't move like that perfectly on land. They just, they just don't. Like, they don't think about it all that much. Yeah. That's one worth watching back. I think, I think but a lot of people of watch. Map, you know, outside of that map, I wasn't blown away by Cello. So, no, yeah. So, yeah, that's okay. the anomaly. There, if it happens, if it like, does happen, yeah. if it does happen, I'm saying it's because of Cello. Okay. Yeah, make sure you have any. I can, I can clip the uh, what I just said for lots of impressions on Twitter. So there you go. Sure, you can. You just yeah, that's <laughs> and then you just add the Brazilian flag in there, and then like yeah. a fire emoji. <laughs> yeah, just do something like that. Just 
I don't know. Hundred. Yeah, anything. Anything to pander. Anything to pander. Yeah. Eyeballs. To pander. You know. Yeah. I emoji. I need more followers. I need help. You can maybe do like we... the the two fingers together thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> let's go. Um. So we got we. Uh, so I wanted to actually talk about this HLTV article that Nero wrote about flashes. Um. I don't know if all of you guys got time to read this article, but there's kind of like a non-conclusion conclusion that comes out of this i don't know if like note resident hltv forum poster and actually posting on the news actually i've never posted on the forums i'm pretty sure Sport mode users unite (laughs) yeah then um what what did you gather from this like i'll put something forward after you 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 say something I mean, I don't know what you're looking for. That's a very open-ended. Like, well, okay. So, so what do you what did you gather from his article? Like, did you did you um, or did you read it? Because I I figured you would have just because you're the HLTV guy. Uh, I mean, I read parts of it. I think it was while I was at the RMR, so I didn't get time to. Or wait, was this, this is today? like came? No, oh today. no, it came out. Today. No, I have. No, oh, no, you didn't I read it. Read, okay. I, okay. I read. The, no, no, no. I I know why because I read I read it while it was in our drafts, but not when it was finished. Uh, so I read okay. like part of it. Okay. Yeah, that's I haven't a good read save. the whole thing yet. That's a convenient save. Uh, <laughs> so, so okay, I'll, I'll, put it, I'll put it like this. What Nero puts forward is that Flash Assist is kind of... I wouldn't say he... He didn't say it was like a worthless stat, but it's one that like you really need to know what you're looking for a little bit because he kind of uses multiple stats in multiple directions um, about Flash Assist and Flashes, opponent Flash Times flashes thrown and he kind of puts forward a couple cool lists and a couple cool charts that kind of show who's doing what well and i think what i gathered from it is that he says don't use just the ftu flash assist thing like don't go on hltv don't just look by ftu who which team is flash assisting the most this team is good because of that that's generally like a bad way to look at it and i'm going to agree with that like because what i've said in the past and was like he kind of lightly referenced this without saying my name in the article. Like Cloud9 has come under scrutiny before because of their flash assists. Like, I wonder who he's talking about said that. But uh, let's. Scrawny, how <laughs> so, could you? Self, so self absorbed, man. I just think. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Cloud9. For, for the, sure, though, is this, I feel I, you know, I thought that article was it was like in response to you. That's yeah. how I read it, man. Yeah, I, I, I kind of read it a little bit like that because Cloud9, their, their at Cloud9 CSGO verified Twitter account for Cloud9 added me immediately and was like, at Maui Snake, I emoji, or whatever, yeah. whatever they did. <laughs> feel, you started yeah. this narrative, man, 100%. Yeah, so, so what, what he put forward was a, I'll say, this chart, this chart was the coolest, actually, in my opinion. It was, do flash assist matter? And it showed round win percentage scaled against a y-axis of flash assist and there is actually between i i think i guess he's showing top 30 teams uh top something i don't i he didn't he didn't say but i'll just say top 30 teams there is a negative correlation between flash assist and round win percentage so the teams that flash assist the most are per round are actually not winning as much as the teams that don't flash assist as much so what i want to put forward though is that if anybody reads this or looks at the chart, what you're going to kind of see is just some weird outliers in a couple directions that make this very odd because you look at some of the teams that we consider the best and most consistent teams and they're all in the same range. And this is kind of like where my point stemmed from is that Prime Astralis, when they were winning all those majors, always had like 
0.22 flash assists per round. Like it felt like it was the sweet spot. And I would never say like having 0.35 is something you need to aspire to. But I would also say if you have as low as 0.1, it's really bad. Like that's that's kind yeah. of where I've always been with this. But it just so happens that when you scale it against top 30 teams, there, it goes down in a negative line or there's that negative correlation. But then you look at some of the teams that have really good flash assists and it's like Sprout and Entropic and a godsend team that I don't even know if they exist anymore. And then the then you have on the other side, you have like Cloud9, which is a huge outlier and they just have barely any. And Furia have barely any also. So like I'm never I'm not like sold on it. Like the negative correlation exists, but it is it seems like it's very much because of these outliers, because you look at all these other consistent top teams, Astralis, Maus, um, Fnatic, Vitality, Navi, Face, they all pretty much, they all have between 0.22 and 0.24 flashes. It's like basically exactly the same. Like they're all in the exact same region for that. And so what I was kind of just, what, what, what my idea behind this is like, I don't think it's like, it's definitely not a negative to have more flashes, but it's just like, you just want to have like this right, strike the right balance. And when I got on Cloud9, it's because they just didn't strike the balance at all to me. They were fucking not flashing. Like. Well, the thing about a team that has like 0.35 flash assists is that I feel like if you have that many, you're probably pretty... Um, trying to find the right word. Like, probably very readable in terms of yeah. like how you're moving around the map. Like, that was actually something... I remember I got onto like Rogue, right? Because when I was like message MSL, like one point I made was that like they were very set in like how they use their flashes where like wherever they flashed is like always where they were taking map control. Yeah. So it was just pretty easy to like understand how they were like moving around the map and just you know for me like when I set up a team like I think about the nades we're using like to start up the round. There's going to be someone that's usually probably designated to like on like overpass, right? It's probably just throwing them towards fountain. If you're on T side like you're just throwing them towards fountain because you need yeah. to like establish something each round. And most of the time, a lot of the time, that flash isn't actually fucking doing anything. You're kind of just doing it for consistency. It's conditional. So, like, especially, yeah. It's like, especially on, like, an individual level, it's, like, very hard to read, like, who's good at flash and who's not just based off, like, their individual stats. Because for some people, like, they're mostly just using your flashes for the same thing every single round. Whereas, like, on fucking Mirage, right, you can just toss them over mid on CT side and probably just farm flash, like, flash time, opponent flash rating, because... Like, people are always around top mid, and you're just going to get blind by it. But, yeah, and other teams like Operas and IGOs especially are often, like, saving their flashes that they can use them at, like, the rest and, like during an execute or something. So, yeah, just based around, like, how I've at least set up, like, flashes on my teams, it's just going to, like, vary between, like, what flashes are actually important. And obviously, sometimes you'll throw the same flash that's done nothing for, like, 12 fucking rounds. But this time, you're actually using it, and, you know, it's getting you, like, super fast map control, things like that. So... Flashes are like one of like it's yeah, like you said, like there seems to be like a pretty good sweet spot. And then like for example, on like the old C9, like the South African C9 with like JT in them, our flash assists was like super fucking high. Yeah, but we also really... kind of like yeah, but like we also kind of like relied on them as like a crutch, and like we it was very easy to like read what we were doing at times. I think because of that. I haven't seen this in the article, but I have also not fully read it. Uh, there is an obvious case that you also have to make that not all flash assists are created equal because I mean, I don't know how HLTV tracks it. If it's just using game integration, uh, the game will it's consider it. It's not just it, game integration. Okay. It's, not, it's not. So how do yeah. they, how do they de determine when a flash it's, is basically faded? Like how do they basically make it so that it they, doesn't count as a flash assist? They, they actually, I think parse the game so much so that it's like how it's almost like as accurate as it gets where it's like, 
I think, you know, like the game will register like the flash is like an eight out of 10 effective flash. So that's going to blind you for, say, 2.5 seconds. Yeah, yeah. If it's in that 2.5 window, and I think I, I, I couldn't tell if they did this for HLTV, but I would say it's like 2.5 plus 0.5 or something like that. Like if it's, if it's like three seconds off of an eight out of 10 flash, that's going to give them a flash assist. But if it's like a one out of a 10 flash, you're almost not going to get a flash assist from it. So these are like essentially... It's, this is essentially more accurate than like seeing the thing at the top of your kill feed that says plus flash. It's it's far more accurate. I don't know the, like the specifics as to how it calculates it in terms of like how effective the flash is or like uh, that specific thing. But I do know for a fact that like the window of time the in-game flash assist gives from popping to the one that HLTV uses is like substantially shorter. Like we use like a much smaller time frame for when the flash yeah. initially pops to to compared to the in-game one. Yeah, well, I mean, you um, you lose some context, but what you need is basically like, was the player actually blind during the time that they died? I think that's probably the safest metric to use, and I'm not sure if that's what HLTV do, but well, that's I think what I would it, like it's that that the thing is for me that's also harder to measure purely statistically because, like, for example, it doesn't have to be that the flash is what caused the person to die. Like, yeah, yeah. you could flash, you could flash an opera, they come off an angle, yep. and then they try and repeek afterward when they're not blind and they're dead. Like that, does that in your eyes does that count as a flash assist? Well, it should, but I'm not sure if HLTV tracks that. Is what I'm saying. I don't know what. Yeah, no, doing. neither neither do I. But this yeah. is what I'm saying is like stuff like this is also just hard yes. to qua like qualitatively yeah. measure, right? Um, also, for for reference, by the way, Alex, is that when I read this article, none of these graphics were actually in the article. Okay. That's why. Um, okay. Sorry, I think I got scrawny uh, off. No, yeah. I just I want to. I think you just raised a good point where like you're talking about like you know flashes aren't always necessarily about getting the kills right it's about if it's about forcing repositions and stuff yeah. like that and creating errors so it's like i think what this article ultimately does is is it just it just it does reaffirm that like it's a difficult stat to use to you know point towards success or failure uh, what's weird is again like tying it back to like how you criticize cloud nine maui is it's like you know you use statistics to support your argument, which is a good thing to do. And your argument, I think, was still very strong, regardless of if you use statistics or not. If, uh, if you know, if the eye test is also like connected to the argument you're putting forward, then then it's it. Hold on, I lost my point. It's like I don't know. It's it's just an article that basically makes me believe in something i already believed in which is like the flash stat is a weird one nobody was ever going to live or die by the flash stat we people weren't judging yeah. you know like a bunch of teams based on this one sole statistic it's like this feels again that's why it felt like a response to me because that conversation really started with your cloud nine criticism um and then and then this is like a weird post where it's like well actually there's a there's a you know there's an opposite correlation i'm like well i don't want to take anything from that argument either because again it's just it just kills the flash assist statistic. I think that's what effectively has happened here is it's like, it's harder to base any arguments around that now because I think, yeah. flashes are complex. You know? I want to, I want to put this forward too. like, this is a weird article. And I, I messaged Nero about this too. Like if you look at why this graph is skewed such that it has a negative correlation, I almost just like, just take out um, like, okay, like, why is Entropic in this when they haven't been relevant for four months? You know, like they, they've been out of the top 30 for four months now. And Godsent doesn't, hasn't had a team for like five months or something. Like, 
I'm just kind of like, why are those outliers? What these te- these claims are these teams are clearly outliers on this graph, and they kind of really help the negative correlation thing because they aren't really even in the fucking top teams anymore. So I kind of wish like just take take out Entropic Sprout Godsent. Sure, leave B and E because they're you know, they made it to the major. Leave Forza because they were two and three and they've been semi-relevant or something, but... I mean, Sprout made it to the major, too. <laughs> Legend stage, you know? We gotta leave <laughs> okay, it. Okay, okay. okay, true, true. Keep keep this... Keep Sprout if it's this iteration of the five-man lineup or something like yeah, that. Sure. Or I, I don't know, because, like, if the teams are, like, dead or, like, the the old rosters, like, were they yeah. even top 30, you know? Like, then, then it's, it's also like, weird that, like, Gambit and Cloud9 are two separate Yeah, why is Gambit and like, Cloud9 both in here? <laughs> like, what's... Yeah, that's... See, there's a couple things that I just find odd about how this data is is posed, but I also think that, like, the thing was never... My argument for Cloud9 was, like, never because they... It was never, like, because they are the worst flash-assisting team... They are bad. It was that they should have more flash assists, and they are the worst flash assisting team. Like that's kind of it's a yeah. there's a slight difference in that that you know posing it like that that I'm trying to make sure is abundantly clear here because it's not just it's not a one to one. It's never been a one to one. It's just like they could be better, and if they're better, they'll do better. And then at Dallas, they had middle of the pack flash assists. They won the whole tournament. Like they they were in that point two something range, which is like what seems to be the golden number for flash assists. Like I I almost would if I have to make a strong flash assist assist take right now, I'll almost say like you really want to have between point two and point two five to win tournaments. Like that's I think that's where it is. Like too much is bad, too little bad, but like. Just, also, just cor- right number. correct me if I'm wrong, but like one of the original points you were making with this whole thing is that they don't use flash assist for map control. They kind of just like jiggle angles. So it's not it's not necessarily to do with flash assist for kills. It's to like take control of a spot versus like jiggle peeking into it slowly. Like if I'm not wrong, that was like yeah, yeah, one of yeah. the points I, you were making initially too, which this doesn't really factor for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, they use they use flashes to like sometimes push people off of angles so that they can gain a little bit of space. But what I also, what I really, what I've hated the most about their flashes is T-side site execs are bad, were bad flashes. Like, they literally just missed the mark. They didn't blind people. I think, ah, oh shit, who fucking... I think it might have been actually Mahone? No, I... Hmm, I really can't remember who it was. I think someone made a YouTube video. No! It was C9 Win. C9 yep. Win talked about... um Cloud9's flash assist, and he showed with examples how bad they are at site conversions with flash assist, which is something that I pointed out too, where I was like, you can get you can get Axile into Khan, you can have uh, Shiro at ramp, you can have Nafani coming from like Palace or something, I don't know, whatever. You're just, you're just converging onto Mirage A and then they, I remember, like I specifically remember them sometimes just throwing one flash, a team flashing one of their guys, and then they tried still running in and just died, and I was like, they are just terrible with these. Like, it's just like, whereas big is just going to throw that one God flash that just blinds the whole site and no one's going to get blind and they're going to take it. You know, like that's why I like watching big when they're good and cloud nine can frustrate me at times. That's, that's also part of my point with this. Before we move on, I should mention we are having a bit of an NA internet moment on my end. So if we can just reset the call real quick, I'm going to hop out and I'll let you know guys when we're back. So just give me one second here.
All right, we're back. And hopefully everything should be should be returning to normal now. Uh, if we could also be on my end, just red flag. Yeah, I honestly thought it was on my end. Oh, yeah. is, were other people also experiencing yeah. buffering? It could be it a, might just, just a be Discord, Discord then. Thing, I yeah. think it's just Discord. Yeah, I assume there would Discord thing. Multiple. I'm gonna switch the server. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I made it. I made it US East. Okay. Multiple people nice. were buffering independently. Like it was Mix, and then it was Scrawny, and then it was Maui. So I just assumed it was on me, but maybe it was just Discord. In any case, okay. we're back. It seems good. Cool. Cool. Um, okay. Well, I, I mean, I liked. Um, I did like something that Nero did in this article, though, just because I want to give him some props. I'm not trying to like just crap on it. I, I like I've liked most of his articles, too, by the way. Um, yeah. The what he did put together was this one about. Individual players where he kind of like, yeah, made it more about opponents flashed. Per or flashes like he's comparing flashes assists per flash thrown. I think yeah. that's a really cool stat. That the, like that, that was the takeaway from the article. Like, yes, that was the like a lot of it was like okay, and then that that piece I was like, you know, James, seeing Jamie and Cadian at the top of that list was just reaffirmed. Do you, that, like, do you uh, mean the one where it has like effective high quantity and effective high quantity that that kind of stuff, or which one are you talking about? Oh no, never mind, that's it. No, I think it's assist per yeah. flash. No, this is yeah, one I actually. Uh, Scrawny, I'm talking about with try on top because yeah. oh. it it's got it's it's showing like assist per flash instead, where it's like. um because basically, like, Cadian will get more flashes per round, I think. So his is sometimes a little bit inflated. Okay, right, 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 right. And then you'll see that, like, try or someone, like, say, well, it doesn't really matter, honestly, OC. who you pick on this. Yeah, like, OC doesn't throw as many flashes necessarily, but an Apex, actually, Apex is actually just better marginally. Like, th- those guys are assist per like 0.13 assist per flash per try like imagine over one out of 10 of your flashes you throw get somebody a kill that just seems crazy like that seems really powerful when you have a couple guys like that obviously it's by design it's more by strats and stuff like that but to if there were if if there's ever if there ever ends up being like a ct side outlier for this i think that person is just like the best teammate ever because ct side is so much more about just like is like, hey, wait, I'm gonna set you up with a flash. Boom. Like, you know, like, yeah, there's some there's yeah. some round starters, but so many CT rounds break down where it's just like this dude is in pit, and then he sees that the the T's are probably wrapping arch side, and then he's like, yo, site player, I'm I'm gonna flash above library, just swing into it, and it just blinds two people and they get the kills. Like those kind of guys, I think, are really, really so valuable to have. And that's why Rops 0.00 flash assist per round. (laughs) By the way, that's where I'm just like, how is he not ever just saying, hey, I'm going to flash for you? Like, he plays pit on Inferno, or like, he's playing A site or pit on Inferno a lot of the time. It's like, dude, there's a lot of flashes you throw from there, but you know, it's okay. Rops Rops haters will like actually come into my DMs now, but it's okay. Also, you're saying like to give uh, Nero credit. I just want to say that like, regardless of the whether the actual like breakdown in here is is effective for determining the stat or not it inspires like good conversation like this which i think is like something that's yeah. like really fun to to have and not something that you could have unless someone writes up something like this as well yeah 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 I, like that's another thing he's put together a few articles i think like one was about age i think about players um yeah. and i think that's that's some, that's something like like when these articles come out, especially during these kind of quote unquote dead times where there's not really much to talk about other than just getting hype for the major, then it inspires a new conversation, which in turn can like, you know, lead to actually hopefully positive change because 
maybe a CSGO dev reads it. Maybe they, maybe he writes something about in the future, A1S versus A4. That could be, that could be an article. Um, and then something like, like, yeah, whatever. But then, but then, uh, maybe it could just like lead to the game getting better balanced. Something like that. Did you just say uh, CSGO devs might read something? All right, let's go. We're going to prepare a 1,000 page anti strat about CSGO so that they can fix the <laughs> game. Let's do it. You, you know, the oh, CSGO. Yeah. We, we got rated by HLTV, by the way. Yeah. Oh, we did. Uh, yeah. Sick. Wow. Excellent, excellent nice. time to talk about fantasy then. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Let's talk about Let's actually, let's actually do it. Oh, I don't mean to about... hijack it, dude. No, no, no. That's <laughs> what we were going to talk about next anyways. Oh, okay. 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 We were going to talk about fantasy next. So we have, we actually do have, as all of these uh, guys are hopping on in, we have the number one celebrity fantasy player right now in scrawny. That is Connor scrawny Gervin. Oh my goodness. You are actually killing it right now. Yeah. I actually want to go over this because I don't know how many people really play this. But we've What's been really secret? on top of it. We've been really on top of it. We've been, uh, yes. how many? It's like a few thousand, it's, I'd say it's like 5,000 people per, like, pro league week or something like that, right? Yeah, more like, than that. Definitely more than that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah it was uh, up in like that. Generally, eight to generally, nine thousand. How many? If not generally more, over yeah. 10,000. Yeah. When the season started, it was, it was, it oh, was yeah, 10, you're, 10 to, 10 I see to 11, it. 10 to 12. Um, but a lot 12, of people, I think, like do it right before, right before the event is when it really pops up. Like, if you're doing your drafts three days early, then there's I, like 4 or 5K. I mean, I can just tell you right now that the European RMRA, 12.7K people played it. So yeah. this is a pretty sizable amount of people are playing this. And, and uh, Scrawny's got a knack for it. So, Scrawny, I want you to try to, try to, <laughs> try to, try to break down some yeah. of like the big tips like i want i want the clickbait here i want yeah, the big I need advice like really bad. i need the big fantasy tips from the man that's leading the way right now okay um you know what so here here's a, i'll like preface this with just like this is the first time i've played fantasy this is the first season that i've actually followed it because you know hltv put a thousand bucks on it so yep. um well, that's I'll humble nerd, of you i'll nerd out for a grand you know <laughs> I'll, I'll take my shot and if i wasn't leading i don't know if i'd have like continued you know like shout out moses who played three games and then just stopped he just gave <laughs> up, you know got zero points at the start uh and and just shied away but i mean when it, when it comes to fantasy i think that uh things i've learned quickly are definitely be up to speed on the format right like the format is literally going to change who you are kind of shooting for right like um it didn't actually end up working out in showdown but i think it, it would have been the only winning strategy if you look at the blast showdown where it's single elimination um you basically had to pick two teams from the favorite of each side of the bracket, right? Yes. So you're basically majority of picks would have been two players from Vitality, two players from Heroic, and then you would have gone for like your X factor in whoever else you thought gets one win. Contrast that to pro league groups where I think I was doing much better. In pro league groups, you were guaranteed a team is going to play, you know, four or five matches. So when something like that happens, I think that suddenly you start shying away from necessarily teams who are going to win. You actually want a team that might have longer games, but has like a standout performer. Um, I think that's what happened with me for, uh, you know, I, I farmed with Flamesy. I flamed with, this was RMR instead of Pro League, but I, I you know, guys like Nika Dawes. Um, you want teams that struggle, but players that are always trying to like get that little carry in, right? Um so, okay, so so how yeah, about how about that, make it make it relevant to the upcoming challenger stage that's that's happening? Like, I don't think people are probably looking at this one. This would be a great time for a lot of people to try fantasy for the first time because yeah, you're, sure. you're already going to be watching the games. So if you were jumping into the challenger stage here, 
and we could we could kind of actually just go over this a little bit now. Uh, how would trying you trying to get our secrets? I was going to get that. my fantasy yeah. team. I was going to. They're getting. I was going to like the. We don't. Know, the, the lead is thinning here, dude. Okay, <laughs> we don't need to. We don't need to go over the. Okay, so how about this? I'll, I'll ask you a series of questions, and you just kind of answer with, and maybe tell me why you would do this. So, should a player, in your eyes, in the upcoming challenger stage, a fantasy player, should they pick two people from like good teams, like two vitality? two cloud nine and then say one og player or do you think it's even better to pick one furia one vitality one cloud nine one mouse one outsider something like that yeah the, the strategy i've gone here with or the strategy i've gone with here uh is is not doubling up on teams at all i, I haven't doubled up uh just because if you know if you do have a team that gets through too quickly and you don't you know like let's say i think cloud nine is a great example um cloud nine could be a three zero team if you pick a player from Cloud9, they're all generally expensive unless you're going for like inters with a support or the potential, you know, Naphany around the same price tag. Um, if Cloud9 goes through 3-0 and as we saw inters and Naphany kind of return to their median form, uh, if that happens again here, then you're getting a team that only plays three games. So you're getting six points per win. Uh, maybe you get roll points depending on what you apply. But if you don't have any big pop-off game from those players, then you're getting a player through to the next stage is going to net you like max 20 points, 25 points. And and in a in a format like this one, I don't think that's really the best of ideas. So I would spread it out currently. Um, I'll tell you what I did actually straight up. Like uh, I went for a, a stable player on teams that I think could go 3-0 twice. And then two players that I think will carry a team who struggle. So, for example, I've got mm, Hobbit and Yuri. Okay. So I think in Cloud9 and in Furia, those are two teams that are going to go through pretty quickly. Yuri has now descended to a lower price of Caserato because Caserato's Pro League performance was really that yep. next level. You have to remember Yuri is the most stable player on that team. So if he's a little cheaper, then you get those extra you know bucks. Uh, and Hobbit. Dude, Hobbit's always good for like one map. You know, I feel like especially with the BO1s, that's that's where I look at Hobbit as kind of, you know, getting in a 25 kill game maybe. Um, so those are the stable picks, right? Like there's no way in my mind either of those two players are going to are gonna not make the next stage, nor will they play too poorly. They're safe bets. Then I go for like the two picks from teams that I kind of hope struggle, but I will expect to, to frag out. And that's going to be Flamesy from OG and Nikodaz. Right. Mm. Fnatic and OG are in that second pack of teams where you'd expect them to go through. And dude, Flames right now is playing through through the roof. Um, you know, his his multi kills are are crazy. Um, the RMR proved that. Again, I think he's kind of like he's coming back uh to the peaks that we once saw, like back at Blast when OG beat FaZe. So, you know, that's a safe one. And Nikodaz is also always stellar uh but again teams that play more games right I i'm hoping that both those teams actually get through at like three two um or three ones uh and then you need the then you need the cash cow dude you need somebody you got to pick somebody who's who's bad and who's cheap and who just hopefully doesn't lose you too many points uh okay so right now if i had to put a name to it Dude, Cold Zera is one hundred seventy-seven thousand. Cold Zera is a bargain. Oh, Cold Zera is okay. a bargain right now. And, okay. And again, okay. returning to a yeah. crazy good, like returning to what we've never seen before, plus crowd buff. So to me, I, I did Cold. I did Cold as the guy who frees up enough money. You know, I don't think you, I mean you could pick Zaiwu, but Zaiwu right now is like two hundred forty k. You've then got to pick two players that are that are very well under two hundred thousand, right? Because that's the that's always the median for the price tags. 
Um, it's just not worth it, I don't think. Once they get that big, I, I, I'm the kind of player, I always like to get the guys that are just a little over 2,000. I think I balanced my team pretty well in the end as well, to be honest. Let's hear it. And, uh, so I grabbed Inters as my support and kind of cheaper end there. And then I for I wanted to go for like stronger riflers and then like a slightly cheaper opera. So I th- actually thought Fallen at 196 was a pretty decent bargain considering like his performance oh, fall, hasn't yeah. been awful. Sure. And for an opera to, to kind of have someone on the cheaper end, I thought that was good because then I went with Flames, Tabson, and Yuri. And I thought, like, as three riflers, that's a pretty solid core of, like, fraggers who I think will be able to get a good chunk of points throughout. And they're also not teams who are going to go through immediately, most likely. Who'd you get from Vitality? Do you get anybody? Nobody. Nobody. You didn't get anybody from Vitality. Wow. Not worse. Not worse. Not worse right now, dude. The prices are just way too high. Like, they're they're number one ranked, so the prices are going to be higher for all the players. And I don't think any of them, like, I, in every other event we've played in recently for fantasy i've gone with like magus i think i've taken him and he's gotten me a good number of points but like it's just not worth over like getting tapson who i know is going to be the main point farmer for big like yuri is going to be one of the main point farmers for furia like i think it's just like there's statistically better picks than anyone from vitality in this event okay all right maui let's talk about your fantasy dude (laughs) <laughs> so I did a lot of so I, I'll say this like basically when I was when I started uh, playing this I didn't really read anything I just kind of just picked because I thought this is just fun I'm just going to see how my guys do but then I implemented a lot of I think the worst strategies which is why I'm off the top 10 completely because I did pick two people from I basically overvalued winning I didn't know how much I actually didn't know how many points you got for winning I, I thought winning just gave you a lot of points so I was always pick trying to pick based off of like who I was predicting is going to just win tournaments and who's going to just win every game so now I've learned that doesn't really matter that much it, it, there's a swing there's like a six it's six points so essentially a 12 point swing um based off of a win or a loss which is sizable but it's not as big as when someone does really well or like if someone has like a 1.2 rating that just offsets that completely or someone has a 0.8 rating it also offsets it completely which is why you don't really want to get someone like uh like apex or kerrigan that often because even though they do win like win points are just not that valuable at the end of the day so that's that's my side of this i also didn't really i kind i get boosters i get rolls but i kind of i think i just like i just read numbers i just literally click all the numbers on them and i just see high percentage chance of this activating that's just kind of how i click these honestly i don't really do too much more than that i kind of think about matchups a little bit like if i think um if i think like uh what like the headshot percentage thing i honestly just don't i i don't even go there that often though i just use like i just make sure when i'm playing fantasy i just get the rubet cup cut thing in like the, the rubet points yeah i get yeah. the easy five in and i also just get like top of scoreboard bottom of scoreboard because i just feel like that's usually kind of easier but the thing yeah. with roles that i learned quick is that it's uh there's some roles that are just not worth going for you yeah know, like unless yeah. you have anomaly players like a twist um you know hedge like the the headshot whatever it, you just yeah the activation rate on those is so incredibly low it's like the clutch king you know like you could there's a couple of players that you think could justify putting that on but generally those players are still going to have because you only what there's there's five roles you need to select and there's 12 to choose from i'd say like half of them are pretty irrelevant you know the the big i think the key ones are you get a main op yeah 
even in a loss, uh, you know, a main op is five points generally. If they're if they're really buying out. You know, there's a few oppers that don't always rely on it. Cadian is a guy who like, eh, you you know, I think it's like somewhere in the seventies or like low eighties. Um, compared to Jame, who I think it's like ninety five percent of the time he's getting you five points just because he always gets kills with the op. So you know, like main op, you want to always shoot for an op for that reason. Um, except for you get like a weird event where it's like, they're just overpriced. Um, that happened at blast, right? You'd like your choices were like Zywu or Kadian. Um, yeah. yeah. Then, then leader is a good one as well. I think, and that's, and that's, that's one of those things where it's like, if you just read the name and you don't really just you think about it for two seconds, like it says leader. So y- you want to put it on your IGL, but I mean, it's just, it's just based on if they win or lose, you just yeah. any player that's playing for a good team. You just make them a leader, right? Because Again, it's it's uh you can't get small bonus off of it, but there's there's a few players that are you know you never want to get away from the mean. I feel like leader, defender, op, those are the three you always use. Then you can go for support or multi fragger. Maybe yeah. you go for like a uh an entry fragger. Like your kinder entry fragger is always good for points. Uh, you could do like James Stat Hunter. You know, there's like specialist picks really, but I would say like noob is probably one of the worst roles you can apply. I've used it once yeah, and it was bro. just like immediate people, regret. Yeah, so, people yeah. pick Apex and then they just put noob on him. But I'm like, if you look at the numbers, like again, in order for noob to activate, uh, it's a rating below 0.8. And That's yeah. so bad. You know That's what I mean? just so yeah. awful. Yeah. Also, it's like, also, you're kind of like you're kind of screwing yourself because you're essentially then picking a player who's going to get you negative points for doing poorly, and then you're like. It the only way you're going to make it. points off of them yeah. is getting a noob roll. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't add up well for you. But mentally, you just think like, I put noob on him, bro. It'll even out. I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> it's just not worth your time. Right. I wish, okay. uh, I will say, I will say, I wish there was an HLTV. Uh, I wish there was fantasy without boosters. You know, if I, if I, if, if I could like refine the system, I think, you know, <laughs> boosters are cool when they pay out but there's this it's a bit too random i think like it's cool to pick your players and then pick your roles and that should be enough to you know uh like they, that should be enough for people to place you're not going to get mirrored points essentially. yeah so so usually actually when you play like fantasy football um like for tiebreaker stuff in a league usually there's like a thing where you actually just predict basically like if, if there needs to be a tiebreaker say like between a couple people it's usually in playoffs at least you pick like the teams that you think are going to be there and and like the, the exact score line of the final super bowl so like be, mm. that that serves as a tiebreaker if there needs to be one because i kind of agree like i think like boosters i found this like just like okay the fact that there is literally a five point for free booster kind of shows how dumb this like system is that they can use it as a sponsorship little insert like in in a point boost thing like where points are all you're playing for why are you getting free points from a sponsor like that's that just feels a little odd to me but yeah i kind of i don't think they're a bad idea because basically they want to incentivize people to keep logging in every day to like keep doing the boosters i get it from like a website capitalist point of view you fucking get people on your website they see more ads <laughs> like that's it i i don't mind the boosters i think if there is less of them overall to apply and you had yeah. to distribute them like more strategically yeah. i wouldn't yeah, mind that that, that would be cool because like for for me i i tend to save like certain boosters for best of threes i think that's just like generally the better practice so like for bomb. example like saver 30 bomb like some of those like you want to save for best of threes because they have a way better chance to activate like um I think if you had to 
pick from less of them and you had fewer opportunities to distribute them, it would make them a little bit more tactical, to be honest. Like, I, I think there's so many right now that, yes, you still run out of them if you try and apply all of them for an entire event, but like, if I could only pick like two to three players per round to apply a booster to, it would add like also, a little bit more of a, a tactical element to that for me. I think some of them should be refined, right? Like I, I, I hate this one. It's the Kobe, where it's like a player gets two oh, yeah. or more grenade kills on a map, and I can sit there and again, like you know, there's a certain type of player you want to put that on, but I could sit and watch that player get you know 500 utility yes. damage across the map, but never get two kills, and yet you don't get rewarded for it, right? So it's yeah, like, yeah, it should be like a UD utility yeah, damage. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's you know that's a bit of a weird one. That's that's I guess I, I say I said that like there was more of that example, but that whereas like you compare it to the flashes, you know, it's like that's it's like actually flash assists. Um, it works out a little bit better. Like if it was, you know, utility, I don't know if you could even track that, but like assists based on utility damage, like there's a couple that need to be refined. And then there's some that are just like sort of bogus, like a knife kill or an ace. Like the chances of that happening are it's yeah, funny. Yeah, they're so slim. Some seem so like you can use them so tactically, and then on the other side of the spectrum, yeah. there's ones that are just total chance. Choke is yeah. also like so hard. To, like, how are you going to possibly predict yeah. like, somebody choking yeah. fifteen yeah. like whatever? The amount of times I mean, I, I liquid use, liquid twenty nineteen was reliable. To be honest, you could you could <laughs> there it is. you could get a few of those. The amount of times I've put choke on like a game that I think is going to go to OT, but then it's just like their opponents are the one that get 15 first and then they bring it to yeah. OT. It's like, ah, that's the most grueling. But mm -hmm. all in all, it is fun. And I will say like shout out HLTV for getting us involved with this because uh, and uh, I mean, this isn't. I don't know. It's maybe like a says something about some of my work ethic at times, but like. I will say I have watched more Counter-Strike that I am not a part of the broadcasts because of fantasy than ever before, right? Like I watched, dude, I watched every single group of Pro League, whereas normally I would have just been watching the playoffs, you know, or like a specific matchup here and there. Yeah, I was um, going to say, you're a madman for doing that. That's crazy. It is, it, but it's it's a good way to but, yeah. know, keep you with a little fantasy, more it's engaged. A, if yeah, you're somebody fantasy, who's not engaged, engaged, it helps. It's uh as, as someone who's like watched CS for so long, it's a good way to like kind of incentivize. Like, it gives me a stake to watch some of the matches that I wouldn't have otherwise. At least for yeah. me, like it reminds me of back when before I started like being uh, like working in the scene when I used to like bet on matches. And obviously, I can't do that anymore. But this kind of gives me that kind yes. of like same fun yes. feeling of watching yes. the matches and being like, I don't care if this team wins, but I want this yeah. player to like do well, you know. So I've caught myself fun... casting, dude, casting games, and I just <laughs> see like you know, shush, shush doesn't get his two K on the hold, and I'm like, oh wait, nope, wait, got to compartmentalize that. Like, you know, it's yeah. uh, it is the closest thing to CS:GO lounge since I've lost the ability to to gamble. Yes, yeah, I'll agree. That's a fair point. It's fun. You just got, if you guys just go to esports bet, you just do it with crypto. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, uh, okay, let's. <laughs> okay, there it is. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Not that you couldn't for all the you fans out there, but um, this podcast is not sponsored by esports bet, so I don't know why I'm plugging them. Here. Not okay. yet. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> not yet. Right. Okay. I think that's a pretty good discussion about fantasy. I think we're. Uh, yeah, we don't need to. Does the Patreon? Why is it yeah, it's hella broken, but um, I'll find it and I'll post it right now. Okay, what's broken? The, the Patreon the... command. Oh, I see. Uh, I think Nightbot is not working actually. Ah, uh, nice. Well, that might be it. Okay, well, either way, if you don't want to support the show, go to Patreon. There you go. 
Um, I think we can do... Okay, let's do basically bold... I, I listed this as bold preds for the major. So I'm not saying, like, you don't need to do anything, like, stupid. But, like, you know, if you have any thoughts, now's the time. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get another episode out between the Challengers and Legend Stage. It just depends on scheduling and stuff like that. So let's just say this. How about how about we just kind of do it like this? We're bold preds. Um, who? Okay, for for team which which beyond Vitality and Cloud Nine? I'll, I'll ask a, I'll ask a more interesting question, and you guys see what you have the answer for. But beyond Vitality and Cloud Nine, what teams do you think from the Challenger stage have a good chance of making it to playoffs? Like who who would be your picks there? The playoffs. So through the playoffs stage as well. So through yes. Yes. Okay. So so I already kind of went out earlier and I said Furia, actually. I put Furia pretty high in this because I just think that they're gonna start playing a little bit better than they have been in the past. And I I just think like what they did at the RMR was beneath where I think they really are. And the the thing is that what they did at the RMR to me also is not just it's just not the biggest indictment for me where you lose one map to eg like and then you win every other map and in pretty convincing fashion like really honestly like they smashed pretty much everybody and then they lost a map to eg which is a team that i when i put my pick video out they probably just did not give a fuck about eg they probably thought this team is the same trash team that they've been for forever so i think they kind of got caught off guard there but then they look at the teams they beat they beat i mean they beat infinity who are probably the worst team at the entire event 16 to 2 they beat then oplano though 16 to 2 and then they beat pain 16 8 16 13 like these are pretty these are pretty confident wins and pain went three and two by the way like so i i i think fury is actually rising to the occasion i think they're finding their form again so i put them as mine so but i'd want to hear what you guys are i'm gonna say i don't think fury will make it to playoffs uh i will say Outsiders and Fnatic are the teams that I would say might have a chance of making it. I'm not going to really okay. confident on Fnatic, but I'll be I'll say Outsiders probably do top 8 in this event. Ooh. Damn. Egg. Wow. Okay. If, I'm if, right? I think I would have said go go. Sorry, go. go. I was, I was, I was just, I said Fury Outsiders, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Fury and Outsiders. Nope. you have anything spicy? Honestly, I would say Fury and OG. I give that's OG it. a fighting that's chance. OG. Yeah, that's the mm. one OG. You wow. OG. OG. So I think that uh, to hijack your your point here, dude, because <laughs> I think that OG is the one. I mean, again, Furia, Outsiders, and then if there is an anomaly, maybe the OG run can somehow come into you know can come can come through. Dexter yep. is a major playoff player off yeah. of off of Antwerp. Um, again, I think Flames is, is is just absolutely banging at the moment. Um, and and he's practicing like extremely hard and has a lot of confidence in his game right, right? now. And yeah. dude, I mean, OG, dude, they've got a best of three win over FaZe already this year. Um, I think that was very legitimate back at Blast. And like, then they get these, you know, there's, they're hot and cold. There's some weird things that go yeah, on. How do they lose the wings that. up? Like, yeah, exactly. Right. Like something like that happens. And I'm just like, what? But like when, when they show up at events, right, they had a good event in Lisbon. They had, uh, they had a good event at Blast Groups. Both of those are like studio LAN environments. Um, and again, my money's on Fury or Outsiders, but if I had to pick a third, then I think OG is the team over Fnatic mm, or yeah. over anybody else. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm a little surprised people are just so in on Outsiders, honestly. And I'm like, I think Jame is a sick IGL. I think Jame might be a top 
five IGL at this entire event, actually. But I, but I don't, I just still don't believe in Norbert and Fame. Like I think other people, like I don't think they are fully, completely integrated yet. Like I think they're they they are getting it, but it's not the same as when it was Buster and Yakinder. By I mean, I I didn't mention Outsiders. I just said Furio or OG. Outsiders is like probably third on that list for me, but I would I would give Furio OG the edge in terms of like surprising or not surprising, but like making the. No one said Mouse, so no one put forward Mouse. I'm not even sure they're making it to Legends in the first place, dude. You got to remember that. Top four cologne. Astralis. Okay, all right. <laughs> Astralis. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that's Movie Star Riders. Although they were. Did you say Mal's Alex? No, no, I wouldn't. But I'm just kind of surprised <laughs> everybody's so <laughs> off of Mal's. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what it is. I think Mal's are a little better than we're giving them credit for. Like, I, I have them as, as a team to make it through. But yeah, I don't think they're going to make. Le- are, uh, so many of the them are ex academy players, is the problem for me. It's like these guys are yeah. not blooded yet. So. I can't really yeah. back them. Whereas outsiders by comparison, I mean, talk about blooded, you know, you can talk about question marks for Norbert and fame like we did earlier, but I still feel like that's money right there that they can make it through it. it a lot of it does depend on their draw, but I mean, even saying that if there's ever a close game and you're talking about big crowds, big pressure, big stage, like they could make it. I mean, they might not even stop at top eight, but I'm not going to get that crazy. I'm not going to get that crazy. Or outsiders? Yeah. Who else? Who, oh, who, let's go through, go, go through Damn. the whole go through the whole list, right? Who's making no it to playoffs? Way. Vitality, no Quad9, way. Navi, Phase, Liquid, eh, Outsiders, if you're gonna count me in. Who are the other remaining teams? Dude, Maybe I think Furia are much Heroic. more likely to make playoffs than oh, outsiders right. are gonna make top yeah. four. For sure. Also, oh, there's no way you're going liquid eh, and then saying Fury or outsiders top four. I don't I know. Absolutely, about that. dude. Oh, Ents is another no. team that might make it to playoffs. No, Ents. there's no way. Well, Ents, Ents could make it to yeah. playoffs because yeah, yeah. they're in the legend stage. But they like... could. I'm saying there's no way he's saying outsiders top four. I know I okay. didn't. I said I'm not going to get that crazy. Heroic. But if what you actually, heroic? if you mapped out all of the teams, right? And you, yeah, I said heroic and Ents were the last two. Yeah. So if it's liquid, right. heroic, Ents, outsiders is the crazy one. Navi, Phase, C9, Vitality. If that's our playoff bracket, that's our top eight minimum. Then I honestly think there's some low hanging fruit there that outsiders could uh, have a nightmare upset. It really depends on who it is. Like I think they they could dispatch Liquid if Liquid are not on the on the right game. So, but again, that's like a one out of eight or one out of six chance or whatever. So yeah, odds of it happening is pretty. I don't know about that. Okay, okay, let's do this. Um, This okay. So another another fun one. This is just no no one saying this is your prediction forever, but. For this major, who do you guys think are going to be top two? It's a super wide open. And he's gone. Oh, he's out. E. There you go. All right. Well, then we have carte blanche to just talk about whatever. So in that case, <laughs> uh, obviously, the top two are going to be outsiders. This and is... uh, no, no. So I actually think Maui Snake is going to predict Imperial to make the finals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's not here to say anything else. So I think, yeah. Exactly. This, yeah, this is also like the most Maui freeze frame I've ever seen. <laughs> this, is, this is how he talks 80% of the time. No, there was a better perfect. one a while ago where he was like this. And we all we all we all matched oh, yeah. it. Yeah. We all matched it. So that was a good one. Uh, so the finals will be liquid and sprout. There it is. Dude. Thoughts. I actually Bro, I, don't wanna, I hope Go ahead. I was gonna say mix. I hope you know this part's staying in the VOD. So yeah. that's on record. <laughs> that, that is on record. <laughs> so I, I will say I are Imperial beating Vitality and Liquid and Sprout in the finals. Yeah. Those are your two clippable moments. 
I'm surprised you didn't say, wait, no, you did. Okay, never mind. I'll say, I'm, I'm amazed you didn't back liquid with your homie OC though. I gotta say, what's up with that? What do you mean? I am. Are you? I said liquid and spell. Oh, I thought you said finals. Imperial. Yeah. I'm gifted. No, confused. no. Okay, never mind. I said Imperial will be Vitality. Oh, no, Imperial is Maui I mean, Snake's yeah. imaginary pick. That's why. Said, but yeah. it's, the moment you said Sprout is when I didn't believe that was a serious answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Liquid and actually who? Okay, okay. Liquid is the obvious one. <laughs> like, I'm just going to go. Not Like, whether or not I believe that, I'm going to say it because I'm That's just a full homer for OC. There you yeah. go. Man, who do, do you I think? think the, do you think hmm. Maui knows he's disconnected, by the way? Or I, hope, like, I hope he's still, still talking. talking. I hope he's still point, Really At lengthy. Point, he he's was. like, he's like, oh, you guys are really stone faced. Maybe I didn't make my point well enough, and then he gives. <laughs> you know. no, he's he's one hundred percent. He's gone. Is oh, he... there he goes. I All like the cameras the are now messed up. Hey, I'm still um, in the right spot. Scrawny could kind of be if he moves up a little bit. And Mix is now the captain. Look. Uh, move to the right, Mix. Move to the right. Okay, guys. So next topic. <laughs> what were your guys' uh, favorite moments of the C9 Colossus? <laughs> when it ended <laughs> you and me both <laughs> uh, liquid navi what do you guys think about that as a finals oh. i was thinking liquid phase i was also right? yeah i was giving i was thinking liquid phase as well as a possibility but fate dude phase of, it's weird eh? they've been they've been sketchy yeah, they haven't their rmr was sketchy to be I fair mean, no one's really RMR, convinced me but... for the finals but it's a tough one. I feel like this is the most open. I mean, FaZe have been sketchy, but so is like every team. It's kind of like, and, and the thing with FaZe is that when they get into those kind of games where like everything's on the line, they, they are always the ones who like kind of have the tenacity to come out on top. Like, I think if every team is facing that same kind of pressure, I right. do trust FaZe to like overcome it more often than not. So like for me, that kind of like lets me lean into them just, just, kind of edging it out but um i don't know like this is probably one of the hardest brackets to call sure. in a, probably a few years i think especially with like sprout and spirit oh. still being in the oh, legend welcome. stage already hey hey Mao, yeah. nice to see you yeah, just because it's not. like you know i don't know it's it's so open dude from from the first stage to the end it just feels really open but you said everybody's sketchy you know who hasn't lost a match yet alexi b's ninjas in pajamas mm. ah yeah of course that would be a fun playoff run, I think. So is that your final prediction? No, I'm sticking, I'm sticking <laughs> oh. with the... Oh, wait, wait, yeah. I wanna, okay, can you guys uh, go back over your finals ones quickly, if you already said them? Yeah, uh, you said it. We said your prediction yeah. was Imperial. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay. No, no, no. What's, uh, I settled on Liquid Phase. Liquid oh, Phase? Okay. Was it, wait, was that... I totally zoned out because I was trying to fix the cameras earlier. The, okay. okay. All right. Well, we'll Pernogo, what was yours? What was yours? Mix was Liquid Phase. Liquid Phase. I'm going to just say Phase... It's harder for me to back Navi right now. Uh, maybe Phase Vitality. Phase take it either way. It doesn't really matter who they place. They win the mm -hmm. whole tournament. Mm -hmm. Okay, Note. What have you got? I also had Liquid Phase, but I'm actually going to take uh, as a close second possibility... Like a Cloud Nine, um, Liquid Final. Yeah, which would be I, a banger. I thought about that first. Cloud Nine Liquid well. Final. Yeah. That'd be sick. I can't believe so many <laughs> people are doing Liquid in top two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not okay. It's because there's no commitment here that yeah, I think. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. If sure. I if I had to say, I'm you know, dude, I'm gonna take the Antwerp rematch and go phase Navi. Could be uh, it. Okay. Could be it. Okay. I, I'm doing um, 
I'm doing Navi Vitality. Navi Vitality is mine. Ooh, Vitality. Dude, they got to get through challengers first, man. Yeah, yeah, but I think that I think that there's no way they don't make <laughs> oh, it through the so. challengers. Oh, come, you on. Think so. come on, they got one to Imperial. I'm, I'm like a, I said. Remember, and everybody way back from that. Clip Perfect. this moment when Imperial do win that three <laughs> one, dude. There. I will say uh, one thing that I do really like about this major is that there isn't like a scenario where you had it in previous majors where like, oh, if like FaZe and Navi don't make the final, it might not be exciting. Or like if if like one of these teams doesn't make the final, it's not super exciting. Right now you have like six to seven teams who could all be very like good candidates in a grand final oh, yeah. uh, to play against each other, which for me is like that's a really sick prospect going into a major. Yeah. Okay. How about this? Uh, are there any teams? Uh, so okay. I, I think when you say six to seven, you mean Phase, Navi, Heroic. Is Heroic well, there? Vitality, Vitality, Cloud Nine, Cloud Nine, Liquid. It's five. And then I would say like probably follow up just because it's a home crowd. Furia. Uh, okay. And then yeah, I don't know. Like Heroic's probably like on the edge there. It's, but yeah, it's just the fact that. I don't know if like heroic Fury would be as exciting in terms of that, but like out of the the first names you mentioned, like yeah, any of them making the final would be sick, and and playing yeah. against each other like that. It's just there's a lot more options for an exciting kind of final clash for me, which I I like because you're not gonna have the situation where like one upset in the in the playoff bracket makes it like oh like okay this team's just gonna kind of win now, like there's there's not. And a lot of those bracket matchups, even outside of the grand final, will be exciting. It won't just be like, a, okay, like this side of the bracket's lopsided, etc. Unless some like really shit seeding happens after the after the Swiss stage. Yeah, I don't. I hope not. But yeah, um, my bold okay. prediction is that this is not the last dance again. <laughs> they just keep getting that money. Never ends. Yeah. I think it's uh, very, very possible that we just get more and more dances. Yeah, I've called it an endless waltz before yeah. for Imperial. Yeah, I, I, I mean, do we care? Like, I mean, do yeah. we? Is, is this like, is is it again? Is it hurting us if they keep playing? Not really. Like, hurts my cool. eyes sometimes. I, I think, think this it, would be the most poetic place for it to end. Yeah, that's yeah, true. it should. Yes. It should. It should end here. And if you want to go it that angle, Rio obviously should have happened two years ago, right before the whole pandemic hit. Yeah. So if you want to go that angle, they stuck it out for that. And they that's did, the reason yeah. why, I mean, you know, look at that interview Fur gave after the, the RMR, right? Just saying like he almost he wanted he wanted, he wanted out to quit for yeah. the RMR. He wanted out. Yeah. So like the fact that they even, you know, he went and played it and then now they qualified for it. It's way better than obviously those players just like coming for like fan activations and showing up as a team that couldn't make the major no matter what their run is now. I think even if they yeah. fall in challengers, dude, it's like they play in challengers. There was a crowd there. It was this historic moment for them. It, it's it's kind of the perfect place to end. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I actually, yeah, I, I think it's in a lot of ways incredibly, incredibly admirable that Imperial did this. Like I, I did not think of all the things that are already going so well for them in their lives that you don't need to care about Counter-Strike anymore. Like, Fallen has, is managing such a massive brand now. He's like, I think some people in this space, like like some town or like, you know, just they, they say like things like these guys suck, like they don't play well, like they're like they're washed, but like they did legitimately qualify and they did like they actually 
like up to their level from like basically irrelevancy. Like Fur was total trash on all these teams for like two years. And then suddenly he's with Imperial and he's like maybe their best player. And then um even even like well like cello cello kind of got poached from MIBR, but I'm glad to see that they actually made an upgrade, you know, like they actually weren't just like, yeah, we're gonna stick it out with FNX. If they have FNX as a player, they're not here. So they actually no. made a move to actually become a better team. And that's what we want us. We always like criticize so many big orgs for not making that move. And it's like Imperial made the move. Like they did what they needed to do. The one criticism though, you know, they made a move to improve, but they definitely didn't improve in terms of a coaching department. Okay, well, uh, y- y- sure, yeah. No, no, he but I, mean, he, I don't think FNX talked one time with any of the pods. He literally had his microphone up during every <laughs> yes, single time. I know, I I've never that. seen a least a lesser like a less engaged coach ever. It yeah. was it was quite. I mean, but again, like it's cool that they're doing it all together or whatever. Uh, Just think about but, it. If he hadn't been their mascot, no FNX, no major again. That's crazy. It's it means no. I'm pretty sure that is agreement. the exact reason that he's their coach, though. Like they could have gone with anyone oh, else, yeah. but it's just it's the because, no FNX, no major. I mean, and again, like if 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 Imperial, you know, if some of these guys continue on, like it would be really cool for Cello to to ride whatever this wave is and move on. Um, dude, there's no way FNX keeps like Hank like sticks around, right? Like again, it no, feels like no, it feels like it was no. all for this. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think they they've even said that he like as far as the announcement for him moving into a coach role was like they only specified for the RMR and for the major like they okay, they yeah. it's specifically not like phrased as a permanent move. So again, it just feels like this is when it should end, man. You know, sometimes yeah. things in esports go like sometimes things in CS go just like they exist longer than they should, and then you know reputations get tarnished, and it's just like it's you know RPK should not have retired after losing to Nine Z at a blast showdown. No. Um, you know, so it's like, I'm happy that this one might end the way it should. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, maybe, maybe a couple of people, another shuffle, keep going. There's, there's, there's good looking Brazilian teams right now that I think the, the players who still have some in the tank, uh, should be able to get. Also, yeah, like too. you're going to release Vinny and Cello from, or not release, but like, you're going to have them able to like play with better, yeah. like long-term potential players after after the retirement so i think that's also just a good prospect in general because they're both two like very talented brazilian players who i think like could actually be good pieces in the long run on teams so on the one hand i can't imagine another major where the show match is announced and it features players who are ostensibly going to be in contention to make it to the finals in the first place that feels very sad. That's kind of weird. On the yeah, other yeah. hand, sure. that is the perfect time for them to announce retirement. They all the legends yeah. come yeah. back for the it's same show. Yeah. Setup. It's all and at the very up. end, they say, thank you. It was a great career. Uh, thanks for all the money after I should have retired two years ago. And I'll see you later. And that's how they I, can close their career out. I think this is kind of like me. I don't know if anybody's saying anything about this. I think this is in some ways the sickest show match for people. I that agree. have Actually been fans yeah. of CS for a while. Like, yep. they, dude. This, these lineups, the only thing I would have honestly wanted to change is maybe like with Team Sweden, because because Team Brazil is literally LGSK. Yeah. yeah. Team Sweden, if it were literally just old Fnatic or yes. old NIP, that would be kind of cooler in my eyes. Because instead, Team Sweden is like a mix of NIP and it's a mix of Fnatic. It's the and biggest it's stars like, from both rosters, which is, I think, yeah, still I, does the job. It's still good. I, 
I would honestly, I would have preferred Fnatic over NIP. Like, I wouldn't even put NIP in the mix, just because that was, like, one of the biggest rivalries back then. It was kind of, like, always an exciting matchup watching LG play Fnatic. So I think, like, yeah. NIP wouldn't even be in the conversation for me, but I see why they did it. Mm-hmm. But, like, slot in Pronax's coach instead of exists, and you have, like, something else there for me as well. Like, it's just, like, that, that would have been a really good matchup. It, regardless, it's still, like, a really cool throwback uh, composition on that end at least well the question yeah, for because, me is is yeah. it going to be a legit match or is it going to be like that weird half legit half yeah. zeus shotgun match that we saw in the last major which i was just like what do you even No, that was the, like? the the last last majors show match was pointless yeah. like it was yeah I, I i'm not gonna lie i actually enjoyed it because i was on the desk for it and i was on i was on the desk for the whole the show yeah, match get, and then yeah, the grand finals i'm thinking about weird, it now but i also, think it's both of the pgl show matches were basically the same thing and that they were like just a like a sort of exhibition but why was Nico Dawes in two show matches in a row? <laughs> What's the point? What is this guy doing? You Got know? a nice hairstyle, um, I guess. I don't know. I wonder if he's given up the goose on that because for a long time he was saying, no, guys, it's Nico Odaz. And that nobody ever wants to say that on broadcast. So no. hopefully he's Sorry. just accepted his new name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. What are we getting to now? I think we're getting to... Are we just going to do Patreon questions? I think, I, think so. I think so. Okay. Then let's do it. We only got a couple here, so this shouldn't take too long, and then we can wrap this whole up, this whole thing up. Um, Spruce Moose asks, "Would you make changes to the op magazine capacity or total ammo?" Yes. I mean, yeah, I guess you I would. Could, yes. but I feel like it wouldn't like yeah. do that much. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm. Total at. ammo wouldn't do much. I think the magazine size. Yeah, make it five instead of ten. Make it five instead of ten, and you instantly five. can't be uh, shooting uh, like spamming through stuff as liberally. Which is I the like the thing. idea of six or seven. I was thinking seven, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Because five is five. Like you're saying, like it kills the spam. If you have five, it kills the spam entirely. Right. But I, I want to see somebody able to take two shots and then still get the five bullet ace. You know, I want that to still be like this, 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 uh, this unicorn of Counter-Strike where that's a possibility with five. I guess that's I true. Like the problem the reload with reload is, you know. I, I see where you're coming from. The, my, my issue yeah. is that spamming is just intrinsically like the least skillful way to kill somebody. You know what I mean? And like, it's called mm. spamming. And I feel like CS has had a spam problem since the smoke meta, since the A1S, since it's, you know, and since ancient and vertigo were maps in the map mm. pool as well, where like, obviously if you remember back in the day, vertigo, when it was just the spam fest on a ramp, like that was kind of the time where people started keying into that. Maybe spamming is just not super great. Uh, and it's like just crazy. And, and by nature, very chaotic and it's not really where you see like the skills that are tested everywhere else and now it seems to be kind of like a global issue so anything that hampers that for me is a bit an improvement and that's why i was going to go more hardline also five just feels more like even you know what i mean like i just yeah, i just think if you better. make it five you make it too punishing like yeah not just the spamming but like if you have five players coming out of like you a position, shot. you miss one shot. You're like you're you're possibly fucked. Whereas like if you have seven, if you miss one or two shots, you still have a chance to like pick apart some of them. Like I think that five is like you're basically gonna gonna make it ex- way too punishing as a as like an overall kind of deal. And seven, you still have the potential for like let's say you're playing on like a ramp dust too. Like you have players coming up cat and long. Like there's still like a kind of like battle up kind of scenario where you could miss a shot and recover and uh, take down players. But five, like you miss a shot, you're kind of fucked, right? Like you, you don't really have time to do much from there. 
Well, it's hardcore though. I do like I do like it the is. hardcore. Angle. I prefer I that like- for not just the hardcore angle, but also you have to remember you're very rarely solo holding against five as an opper. And even if you are, you're dying sure. anyway at the top level. Like five is plenty because you're really only going to be picking maybe two or three if you're really good, and then your riflers can cover the rest. I w- I would say maybe if you make it five, you increase the reload speed very very marginally. Yeah, that's okay, fine. I think maybe. it already takes a bit yeah. too long as it is to redo it. But the reason why I, that's not really a problem right now is because you have so many res, like base ammo, right? Mag size. So what is it yeah. in, in Valorant? What's the mag size in the sniper five. In Valorant? Five. So we make our six. <laughs> Four. <laughs> I'll take the under on that. Because we just want to make it better. Yeah. Well, there was something that Valorant did that I thought for sure would have been an improvement if Counter-Strike adopted, but I can't remember what it is. It's like something to do with the... Oh, Rocket it's the launchers. fact that... <laughs> abilities that you can, <laughs> you know, just revive your teammate. No, um, it, uh, Three bomb sites. It, it was something like... Uh, the people who are saving don't get money over in the next round yes. on, a, on a, the uh, offensive side. Yeah, yeah, I honestly sure. think we need to do that in CS or significantly reduce the, the saving, like the, the loss bonus if you're still yeah. alive. Because so then I you was, instantly don't have the CT save economy that everybody's talking about. Right? I was actually listening. So I was listening to Talking Counter last night on like uh, on my way home. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, that's what's ta- that's and, what prompted this for, for me. Yeah. So, so one of them one of them mentioned uh like they were trying to figure out how to fix the economy, and I think they were um, they were kind of falling on similar lines. Really, like uh, they didn't have a, a loss bonus idea. I think they had um, I can't remember what the exact solution or, or thought that they had to come up with it. Or I think they were talking about like increasing bombsite uh, explosion radiuses more so that like T's are forced to exit further and earlier, etc. But honestly, I think like. One of the solutions in my eyes that I don't think I've seen people mention is like, yes, there's people who talk about like zero save bonus for CTs, but what if you just half the saving, like half the round bonus if you're saving as a CT? Because I think like the CT economy is kind of punishing already, right? mm -hmm. Like that's the reason that the CTs still get money and the Ts don't. Like it would be very punishing to just remove it. But if you just half half the amount of money uh for cts if they save like that's still a punishment like you it's a trade-off that you're making especially if you're losing like if you have full loss bonus you're gonna lose like a substantial mix, amount mix, of money what's what do you well, how much money do you get mixed when you save in valorant on no. do, you, do you know how much you get on like ct like if you don't go for the defuse i, don't I think it's just zero i think it's just zero really just zero just, i'm not 100 percent, but i think it might just be zero, zero? really I feel like it's like a thousand or something. The dollar economy always confused me. I I posted my my overall thing that I was saying is that not only it wasn't just uh, the zero dollars. Oh, one thousand, one thousand. So yeah, okay, uh, it's a thousand. They get a thousand. A t- you earn nineteen hundred for a round loss and twenty four hundred for uh, two round losses in a row. Twenty four uh, for two rounds in a row. And then twenty nine yes. for oh, twenty nine for yeah twenty nine hundred for three rounds in a row. But if you survive like any round during that span, it's only a thousand. Okay, I kind of actually like that. Let's just steal that honestly, because because I I I don't. There's certain teams that do go for retakes a lot. Like I know there's like been a little bit of this back and forth. Like I think Asia says this and I don't think it's necessarily true because if you watch a lot of Inferno games, you won't even notice this. But like what what some people say is that like Inferno sucks because when they re- when they take A slash B, no one goes for retakes. It's like I've seen a lot of games where they go for A and B retakes in three on threes. Like they, they do it a lot. Like it's just that some teams like Cloud9 and I'd say Vitality are pretty 
these are like the worst culprits today. Like they don't go for retakes almost ever. But like even dude, Outsiders even was on like, outside B site Dust Two, and they didn't retake when it was fifteen yeah. or something, and they lost the map. Like I really couldn't believe what I was seeing when that happened. But yeah, yeah. Generally but, on the top level, you're right. It's just that. Well, it's like on it. Dust Two, you can also like survive behind. If you have a hundred HP, you can survive behind like car or on yeah. B, which is like it doesn't make sense because you're not forced to exit the bomb yeah, site, I, and there's no risk. They basically should make it so that there's more action in that there should be people that like have to leave the bomb site and that people also shouldn't be rewarded for saving like on CT. Like it, yes. it's almost like it should just bring like the economy should just bring people together for that. Like, OK, so Scrawny, yes. really briefly to, to, to reiterate, just like like saying that the bomb explosion radius should probably increase and CT should get less for saving. So then people are just pushed together. Like the CT yes. should go yeah. for the retake and the T should probably leave. Like that's because just how that it was, feels. That was one of the issues with what they said on talking counter in my eyes is that they did men and they, I think they mentioned it too, is that they said that like, if you increase the bomb explosion radius, it does kind of punish the T's in a way too. Cause like, let's say the CTs win five rounds straight and the T's finally like get into a bomb site and it's like a four on four on three, four on two, and they're they're going to win the round. But now they have to exit so far out of the bomb site, and you're just going to get picked off a little bit. So even if you survive with, like, one or two people, that's super punishing for the T's. You're not saving but utility you, for that exit but if you, either. But if you I, balance oh, it but if you balance it on the other end, like, you increase the bomb site explosion so the T's do have to exit further, but you have the CT's only getting half the money or getting $1,000 like, or whatever. Like, you're, Zero to you're a kind thousand. of, like... Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, you're, you're balancing out both sides there, and I think that would, like, incentivize. And, and it also makes, like the decision a lot harder and like a bit more tactical in that sense. Like you might not do that on a 13, 15 or like a 15 or 14, 13 round or something, right? Like you're not going to have enough money going forward. So you might as well like try a harder retake. Yeah. I would just honestly, I think everybody would just love it. Like from a spectator point of view, from most people yeah. that just enjoy the game, that just, just seeing more like, not having to wait 40 seconds after a bomb's planted yes. just to know that nothing's going to happen. Cause that yeah. that's, that is too frequent in top tier CS. Like even even giving us a sliver of action, like oh wait, hey, this guy wants to exit, and the CTs are like kind of thinking about this right now. Like I don't know. Like there's so many ways they could play this out. Um, let's do the other Patreon question, and then let's wrap this whole thing up. Okay? I'm just so, gonna say I hate I hate oh. 35 seconds on the bomb, and the CTs are already saving in pit. Like that's yeah. like it's just so boring. Yeah, yeah. play by play. Yeah. absolutely hate those moments well, well, yeah. well imagine <laughs> too if the kill reward for default kills but not the specialist gun kills was increased then suddenly you're actually rewarding action and success in addition to just passively doing some action right not saving so if you actually Ooh, go for the so kill, you're saying like 450 dollars yeah 450 for, per kill i, mean, I don't know if i like that kill. as much i i don't like that because i think them like pistol rounds can get a little bit weird i guess like i think i almost just like Mm, I'd have to think about it. I'll just say that. I'll have to well, think about a, that. Well, it's a far a reaching ramification. Anything that involves kill awards is like that. But I think it's just significantly better if you're rewarding an action that has gone well for somebody instead of like rewarding a player in any capacity for saving, so which is a passive and like inaction. Yeah. So one 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 issue I have with it is that then I think CTs are still incentivized to save and get exits on Ts that have to run out of the bomb site. That's yes, all. but like, and, and on top of that, it also changes not just the dynamic of what we're trying to fix. It changes the dynamic of like the entire game in a way like it, it is changing yeah, the economy as a whole rather than just affecting the save rounds, which is what we're trying to like solve for, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's just another variable that was like I'm, I'm having a hard time accounting for it yeah, in yeah. everything else that it's I a complex think thing, actually but could work. 
The problem is that I don't think Counter-Strike is globally a good in a good state economically. I don't think it's just down to saving. But yeah, if we're just talking about saving, then that makes sense why you'd have misgivings about that potential change. I just feel like when you have CTs who are already so heavily on the tenuous side, I feel like T's stringing together rounds are almost always going to be able to full buy as opposed to CTs, which like it's much more of a coin toss right now, it feels like. So. Okay, let's do the next patron because we yeah. are. Yeah, this is a long show. Um, yeah. Let's get, let's get this one done. Okay. First Sock asks, final question of the day. A lot of people build the NA complexity pickup as a good budget roster back when they were initially signed in light of all the issues they had before with their international team. Have the junior and Halzerk lineups respectively lived up to this reputation of being good bang for complexity's buck? Did one fail while one succeeded or have they both been poor? So basically rate, just, let's just, like basically bang for like bang for buck. Is the junior lineup good? Is the Halzerk lineup good? Are either of them good? Yeah. What do you guys think? Well, it's kind of funny because the junior one made the major and the Halzerk yeah, one didn't. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's instantly what I thought of. Way better. Um, exactly. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's still hard to say. I like say like one way or the other. It's like has this lineup succeeded for what it's intended for? I say it's been like pretty average overall. Nothing like too crazy. They haven't been like too bad. Um. I mean, they were pretty bad with Junior for a bit, but still, I would say maybe even overall, maybe a little bit disappointing thus far. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think there's still like a lot of time with this to go with this lineup, and they'll have to figure out. I mean, Grim and Floppy and Fang have all, at least in like the last couple months, I feel like have looked better at respective times. Yes. But there's also it also feels like one of them will be popping off, and the others just go missing. Yeah, they don't have yeah. any consistency at the moment. Um, and yeah, like it'll still be. I feel like. If this lineup still like struggles a lot, I do kind of wonder what complexity is looking at with like in terms of JT and things like that, because JT's rating is still like not very good, and obviously they need to be winning games for him to like continue establishing his own worth as a leader, right? So overall, I'd say a little bit disappointing, at least in my opinion. Um, but there's been some positives, especially since they added Holzerk. So I'm really curious to see how they finish out the year. I, I would rate the Halsrick lineup a little bit better than the junior one, but they're I would still put them both in like the I would I would definitely put the junior one as a quite a disappointing showing in terms of like what was expected of the team given their like extra salt form and what people thought junior could do on it. But I think the Halsrick one for me would have been like considerably less disappointing if they at least like made it through the blast showdown or made it to the grand final i think like missing the major was a huge like mark on them and i think like that obviously really sucks and the way that they missed out as well kind of just like was disappointing for a team that was expected to make it through at their at their kind of level um but then like i was like okay they missed the major but then their favorites in the blast showdown, like surely they make it through with this kind of bracket, and then they just get first rounded by sharks. And I was that to me was like, okay, now like there's something to start kind of worrying about for this team, because if they are struggling against teams like that in qualifiers, when it's really like the only event that they have left to play for at a at like a top scale for the rest of the year, like that's concerning. Yeah, uh, I I would say that. To answer the initial question about bang for buck, funnily enough, the junior one is better bang for buck. Probably cost less. 
probably probably made more money with stickers. Yep. But I think we're all in agreement that the lineup looks better with Halzer, that they in some ways probably just should have qualified for the major. And I in yeah. some ways, like let's not like let's not forget that this team actually made it out of pro league groups. They had mm-hmm. they were literally like so close to beating FaZe in yeah. the first BO3. Like they almost did what felt so unthinkable and then they choked and it feels like right now for me when i look at this lineup the biggest problem actually is mental issues it's like it's like yes. i i think their tactics are good i think they actually they put themselves in winning positions against many teams recently they beat navi bo1 of course with head trick yeah but then they also what they i mean the fact that they were able to win three matches uh they beat ents by the way who are legends at this major it was ents was still forming they were still getting better but like that's not a that wasn't like a shaky loss. That was actually after Ents had four previous BO3 uh BO3s. They were like finding themselves as a lineup and Complexity still were able to beat them. That's that was impressive to me. Um they beat Heat, they beat Astralis. I don't think those wins are as exciting, but I think that you look at the junior lineup and I don't think they would beat Heat. I don't think they would beat yeah. Astralis. They, so those are higher quality victories in my eyes and they um even even at um at Blast I'm pretty sure they took liquid do they take a map off liquid or like they played them really close or something or? it was a map i'm pretty sure right or no oh, they is beat, that still oh, the best they, of ones they no sorry they beat they beat liquid in a map at the road to rio but yeah. they played Bla- uh blast was a bo1 blast yeah. was a 1614 yeah. a loss but I'm like go, yeah. they've 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 shown that they're actually a team that should that like deserves to be um top 25 in the world you know like yeah. top 20 they're, they're they're ranked 18th right now and i think that's incredibly deserving even though they didn't make the major speaking of what you said kind of about them mentally i just wanted to say is that i really think one thing like jt johnny needs to do more is be like more aggressive just like in general like more aggressive if he's like talking to the team about what he wants to do just at times because he's a very like laid back easy to work with person but i almost feel like it might be a bit too laid back especially for mm-hmm. the point complexity is at right now where Maybe they need a bit more fire under them. You know, they need, especially because it needs to come from like JT and TC because those are like the leaders of the team. So I think Johnny kind of like, if he could find like more of that, almost like a spark or like type of fire in him, like passion to like win these games, like, you know, fuck some people up, just be more aggressive overall, like even like outside of the game at times, I think it would benefit me a lot. But obviously, I haven't been with the team in like a couple of years. So I haven't, I wouldn't be able to like fully say like mm-hmm. kind of like You're how right. he's developing at the moment. Yeah. You're right. I think you're right, man. Look what Hauser did to the team when he brings that fire, right? Hauser did bring fire to the complexity lineup for once. Dude, look what it unlocked in Grim. We get this crazy performance out of Floppy. Um, Fang, you know, I think Fang is like right there ready to be another like go hap- like, you know, like go get it kind of guy. But if we're talking mental, dude, you know, I, I'm I'm always a critic of these kinds of players. Uh, and I think Halzerk, it's it's it comes with great things. It comes with bad things, dude. When he misses a shot or like when he doesn't get that, I so vividly remember versus yeah. zero zero nation in the elimination game uh, for or not. Sorry, it wasn't elimination. It was like to, to get through through three one before they had to play Imperial. Dude, he, he's like solo inside cave B site ancient gets maybe three kills and then doesn't get the fourth and just freaks out and starts punching yeah, his yeah. chair and i'm just looking at that like man that to me is just it's weakness it's a it's an element of weakness where like i love emotion i love playing with emotion and i think that you're right mix jt should have some more complexity if they have that guy it looks good bro that's such a mischance when i see somebody like start freaking out in comparison i always just think and maybe it's because like i don't know i'm wired as a pretty optimistic person 
yeah, you've got to be angry that you don't get that last shot. But that's when you take two seconds and be like, fuck, come on, boys. Look how close that one was, right? Like yeah. any of you can also yeah. give me that round. I'm sorry I didn't get it, but let's fucking go. And yeah. instead it's, ah! and then quiet. Like <laughs> yep. he just clams up and it's like, no, nah, yeah. you can't, you can't, you can't do that, dude. Because then anything that you were injecting into the others, you've also just effectively sucked out of them. Because then everybody starts to clam yep. up and quiet down. And I think that's like the danger of those fiery players. And it could come with maturity. You know, uh, does anybody know how, how, how old Halzerk is off the top of their head? I think he's like 23. I'd be shocked if he were older than that. 22. Yeah. 22. 22. Okay. Yeah, there you go. 22. He's the kind of guy, by the time he's 25, I bet you he's got that, he's got that balance established. You know, like he, he, he kind of brought that same thing with Dignitas and it looked okay. Um, and 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 I think with complexity, he is unlocking it, which will effectively, you know, boost all the other guys. Um, but to again wrap it back to the Patreon question, like as of right now, yeah, you're right, Maui. Fang was more bang for your buck because it or was flop, junior. Less, uh, sorry, junior. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was more bang for your buck because it, it it cost less. But and missing this major is a huge fucking caveat. Like if they if they had at least qualified for the major, then I think we wouldn't even. This is know. not a question. Exactly. It's not a question so, between the so lineups. If they give qualify. them one more cycle, you know, if they don't qualify for the next major, then it's definitely yep. Definitely like not worth so, it. So if we're talking bang for our buck, and we're talking about both of these lineups, if I could like ask a yes or no question, do you think it's it would have been more bang for their buck for complexity to pick up Copenhagen Flames? Back when they had the option between this lineup and that lineup. Um, well, no, so think, because uh, Copenhagen uh, Flames were asking for way more money, and it's not... They had to buy out Grimm from Liquid. They had to buy out all of, all of the Exosalt players. Yeah, they definitely paid a bit for the complexity. The buyout is a one-time fee. They, the buyout is a one-time fee. The monthly salaries, on the other hand, I'm yes, sure are yes. lower for the current complexity team. Yes, correct. But regardless, if we're talking bang for buck... Like, that's kind of the end question, right? Well, you can't guarantee that they would have made it to the major again, even though obviously technically the complex, the Copenhagen Flames team did make it to Antwerp. So, so something to think about with all this is that, like, there is a there's like some kickback for being a North American base or yes, in, there is in, in in like the Louvre agreement stuff. Like, I yes. think either yeah. EPL or whatever. So you you actually get some money back from that. And also another thing is that with um with complexity, because they're all like NA base and they have their boot camp in Dallas also, like I don't know if I don't know if complexity has any like facilities out in Europe because just remember what Rush and Oboe and all those guys had to do where they were just yeah. in hotels. Like that's kind of like in a way costing them a lot because they just have to put them there. They have to like I think they prefer to be able to keep like, like everyone close to them as well. Like yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like the players being in Dallas rather than like just five people just out in fucking Denmark or wherever the fuck. So I think that's a, another benefit for Cole. I think the yeah. well, I think the thing is that the, with Copenhagen Flames would have qualified for two majors simul in, uh, in a row sequentially. So I don't. I think like yeah, it's a better bang for your buck if you pick up Copenhagen Flames. But I think it just doesn't align with uh, Complexity's goals as a organization where you got the Dallas Cowboy stuff you're trying to use. You trying yes. to be this North American brand. Like it, even though maybe financially right now. The Copenhagen Flames, in the short term, I think Copenhagen Flames would have been the better bang for their buck, but they are trying to like keep themselves as a North American org so that whoever knows what the future of CSGO is, Complexity already had a, has a foothold in the North American fan base that has proven over time, like 
it's more valuable to have an NA fan base than any other fan base in the world. So yeah. Uh, Scrawny, are you there? I have Yeah, I'm just trying to fix my camera, which has decided to turn off. But this is this is uh, this is what you get now. This is a, this is all I have to offer. No <laughs> way, because we're gonna do shoutouts now. We're gonna do shoutouts. Um, well, I usually oh. maybe try to fix your camera so you can try to get your shoutout with a camera on. But let's just start with note then. Note, what's your? Oh God, what's your? Uh, what's your shoutout? Uh, if any of you shout out Scrawny, I swear to God. No, I'm just kidding. You can shout out if you want. To, <laughs> if you want, to, you can. Um, I don't know. I'll shout out this random. I was playing Valorant for fun. I met this random guy in a DM lobby, and he uh, keeps asking me about when the next uh, server time podcast is is gonna be. So <laughs> shout out to that guy on Valorant who enjoys listening to these podcasts. That's actually really funny. Okay. Um. Okay. Pernogo, what's your what's your shout out? Uh, shout out uh, Scrawny, obviously, because Maui Snake said there would be consequences. And also I just said, he, I swear to God. Yeah. Well, that's all I, there you go. Well, I shout out Scrawny because he came in and stayed for a three hour episode. And, I know uh, this salute, is I'm so saluting you. Yeah. you can't see so, me, dude, but I'm saluting you. you it's so this was this one. I don't know how this took so long. But yeah, because we haven't had though. one in a while. Been good. Also, shout yeah, out HLTV because they rated us. So that was cool. True. And yep. then uh, I'll shout out. What's his username? R- Rio GTO in Twitch chat because he said, dang, like in this podcast, TY. And I think that's T-Y. a cool message. So, Okay, uh, Mix. I'm trying to find this person's name, but... Uh... Oh, okay. It's Mix, what's your... Yeah. I see I'll it. Shout, yeah, I see uh, uh, shout out OC because he's about to win the major. Um, <laughs> oh, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> Glad one of us is finally succeeding. Um, and also... Speaking of Valorant, shout out to the random guy in a Valorant spike lobby I was in who proceeded to get my attention by saying Joshua, uh, just like my full <laughs> first name in chat, like three times. <laughs> Do you understand why he did that? It was kind of weird, but I respect it. Joshua. <laughs> just Joshua, just my full name, just in the, in the, in the all chat. A lot of Valorant betrayers, Scrawny. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have that shit in- installed, man. I don't know. Um... I shout out you guys and Maui Snake. Shout out Maui Snake for taking me to the Regency Cafe. Shout out Maui Snake for taking me to the Fabric Nightclub. Um, no, just, uh, yeah, thanks for talking CS Boys for a few hours. Because, honestly, I'm, I'm looking forward to the major and all the storylines that could go down. Uh, and it's always cool to, to, you know, it's always cool to know that, that everybody else is just as invested. There you go. That's good. That's a good also, one. Also, at- repeat appearance on server time so yeah. i think I'm, you know i'm a two-timer now yeah you're in a rare you're in rarefied air with yep. with your kindar you and your kindar now it's share a, something it's kind of a it's kind of the club to be in i think <laughs> it's very exclusive yeah let's see who joins it next actually yeah but we got to get some different guests on here we, we're gonna get some different guests it's just that we our scheduling is could be better. Let's just put it like that. We could, we could be scheduling <laughs> things better than we have been. That's yeah. next on the pod. Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get two Bidens in a row. Yeah. Uh, okay. What am I going to shout out? Um, I'm going to shout out. Jeez. It's kind of tough to, it's kind of tough to choose something right now. Um, there's so much stuff that's about to happen. Uh, I don't know what I want to shout out that badly. God damn. It's really tough. About an OC uh, like me. 
I mean, I'll do the I'll do the some of the the you must you must shout these people out for what they are. And that's Scrawny, of course, for coming on, obviously. I oh swear to God. God. I, swear. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear. I swear. Got no, two like, shout outs, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, two yeah, times. Scrawny's been, two shout outs. has been a great company because we were in Stockholm together. We were in London together. We've been to get, we were together for like three Gloucester, and a half baby. weeks. Yeah, in Denmark. Yeah. And so that was all fun. That was super fun. Um, I'll shout out. I, I also like whoever whoever is the one that did the HLTV raid like that was awesome and really appreciative of that because that sent a lot of people our direction like I don't know like this pod got a good amount of viewers like in the beginning on live and then it's kind of like it was like really really strong and I think we took too long of a break and then it kind of like lost some steam and now we're trying to build it back up again but it's like you know that's appreciate it it's appreciated um what else what else shout out to uh hmm Shout out to the uh, Brazilian crowd who I am not going to be pandering to at all of course in anything not. I do uh, in the future. They are so not. admirable. <laughs> they, are, they are so <laughs> admirable. They are so brave. They're so passionate. And they are admirable people. No spoilers on anything. But uh, yeah, shouts out to them. They're a great fan base and deserve respect. And zero so, toxoplasmosis. Yeah, none of that. And I just want their protection. Okay, that's going to be it for It's Server Time, episode 37. Let's, uh, let's, let's get out of here, boys.